The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, they have apprehended the shooter from Central Michigan University, as you heard at the top of the hour news there. That's going to be our lead story here today on the Conservative Cartel and the Blaze Radio Network. We're going to get into tariffs, the field of Democrats, gun control. We're going to welcome uh, Assistant Professor of Politics, Adam Carrington, from the Hillsdale College to the show in hour two. And then in hour three, we're going to have a little bit of fun because we've got a young lady coming in here by the name of Judy Rhodes who is the founder of Diva Wow, which is Women Outdoors Worldwide. She's going to be in studio with me here in Fort Worth, Texas, and we're going to have what I could say to be a very lively conversation. Welcome to The Conservative Cartel. We are live this morning from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. Alongside of Chris X, I am Matt Locke. Producer Ron, what we got going on this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. This hour of the Conservative Cartel is brought to you by BattleBox, the premier survival tactical subscription box on the planet. You can visit them at BattleBox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. you got to drop the E. Use code CARTEL for 15% off your first box. That's BattleBox.com. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, gang. You guys ready to do this or what? Ready to rock and roll. How about this Central Michigan deal? I'm originally from Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is about 70 miles north of Lansing, which is right up Interstate 69 from Fort Wayne. And we've got another shooting. And and it sounds like we've got a shooting that uh, had to do with some kind of mental issue once again. It sounds like this young man, uh, James Eric Davis, who was 19, killed his police officer father and mother in a shooting yesterday at Central Michigan University. Yeah, it's as sad as this is, this is the most common type of, of shooting that we see. This isn't really a school shooting. They're going to they're gonna call it that. It's not a mass shooting. This right. is a domestic issue. And unfortunately, this is what usually happens when we hear about these shootings of two or more people. They're usually domestic issues um, more often than not. It's very sad, and it did happen at you know, this, uh, you know, in Michigan University, State University, and it's the... We're going to hear a lot. It's going to get tied in with the mass shootings. Not that it deserves any less media coverage because it's not a mass shooting. But nonetheless, it's a very sad situation. And uh, who knows if we'll ever find out exactly why this this kid decided to shoot his parents. And and we won't know. But Mount Pleasant officials said that Davis Jr. opened fire inside a Campbell Hall at Central Michigan University around about 830 Friday morning. Uh, Police described the shooting as a family type domestic issue the university confirmed that the shooting victims were his parents I I mean it's a weird story and I was talking to producer Ron this morning I'm like is it spring break yet I mean are are parents on on campus for spring break you know are they having a family deal I I, we don't understand why his parents were there but he shot them both and killed them 
Yeah, my assumption is there was probably some disciplinary actions with this kid. I mean, first of all, why were the parents there? Yeah. Second of all, were they there because of some disciplinary issue? And then, uh, and like you said, I think this may be a mental health issue because there's got to be something something seriously wrong for a kid to go and shoot his parents, not only to do that, but then to do it in a public venue at a college in front of everyone else. It's, it's very weird. Well, producer Ron and I were having a conversation this morning. This kid, and he's 19, once again, he's a child, and I'm seeing comments on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, the, the Liberty Eagle, glad you, that you're over there, by the way, Yeah. that guns need to go. No, guns don't need to go. This isn't the gun. Once again, we're going to get into gun control in hour two, and we're going to talk to Adam Kerrigan, who is a, a an expert on that. But guns don't need to go. They don't need to go. They're not easily accessible. Criminals break the law. I mean, this dude broke the law. It's what he did. He killed people. Murder is a crime. Yeah, it's yeah, not the gun. That's just the tool. It's, it's the ironic thing is, as you just mentioned, no one's screaming, "Hey, let's make murder illegal," because right. that's what they're because murder is illegal. They're not following the law, so passing more laws. And I know their their sophomoric attempt is if you get rid of all the guns, well, then they can't kill anyone. You know, just like, yeah, just like with uh, with knives. Yeah, right. we'll get rid of all the knives, and then no one will get stabbed anymore. Or cars. If you just eliminate alcohol, that how about, that'll. How about pressure cookers? You know, we got to get rid of the pressure cookers. We got to get rid of uh, what is it? Uh, ammonia nitrate. We got to get rid of fertilizer diesel and diesel fuel. <laughs> just as you, now, they see how asinine their argument is. Yeah. Now, and it's well. The thing is, I, I don't think they do. They won't because, for whatever reason, they're tied to the. It's more about. Uh, we've said this before on previous show. It, this is about people control, not gun control. And we'll we'll talk more about that in the second hour. But the reality is, they want to control who has the ability to do what, get when, where, why, and how. These are the same people that somehow thought they could just take over the healthcare industry and everything would be great. Didn't work out so well for the country, did it? And it never. Does it only takes guns away from law-abiding citizens? Law-abiding citizens don't commit murder; they don't. But you got this knucklehead. And I was looking through here while you were talking. I'm trying to find this guy's first name. His last name is Byron, and I'm not sure of what his first name is. So we're going to read this anyway. Well, who a, are you talking about? The, um, the the shooter was James Eric Davis. No, but no. There's a quote. There's a quote here at the bottom of this article, and here's the quote: oh, okay. "It's scary thinking." about how easy a shooter can come into a college campus anywhere, a classroom, a library, and there's so much easy access. He's actually, he's right. It's I think it's scary. a girl, actually. What's that? I think it's a girl. It's Haley Byron. Is that Haley Byron. About? There. Yeah. That, thank you. I could not find the name. I was looking around the article for it. But Ooh. look, it is scary how, how easy it is because of gun-free zones. I, you know what, and, and I, I may have made a huge mistake. I may have just misgendered Haley because it sounds like a female name. <laughs> it could be a male. So I, you, you could be right. Could be. Who knows? It could be a non-binary individual. Yeah. Nonetheless, Haley By Byron said that, and it's a good point because you're right. This is the, – the reality is that's – and you know what? I get it. The, she, uh, he, she, whatever, Haley Byron is 20 years old, okay? You're a kid, and you're somewhere where a shooting happened. I don't blame you right. for being scared. I don't blame you for for a gut reaction, something like this. But once again, they're kids. In Texas, so, uh, 
short story, long story very short. Back in the 90s, a madman in a truck drove into a Lubies, literally drove into the Lubies, jumped out and started murdering people. A woman who had her concealed carry license, or not concealed carry license, licensed to carry a gun, had it in her vehicle. At the time, you couldn't carry a gun legally in Texas on your person. Well, guess what? Her parents were murdered right in front of her. She went through, lobbied legislation, they went through. Now Texas has a right to carry. You can get a license, carry your gun on your person. They ch- Instead of making more people sitting ducks for the bad guys who are illegally murdering people, she changed the laws in Texas. You would think we'd have more response like that, but I guess after eight years of Obama, we're not going to get that kind of response for some time. Well, and we're going to have this argument in the second hour, so we're not going to go too deep into gun control because we're going to yeah. get into it very specifically in hour two. But you have to have the ability in this country to protect yourself and your property, and we keep watching these shootings. And this is not a this this isn't a college shooting, by the way. This is a mm-hmm. domestic issue. Yeah. This kid, by the way, by what producer Ron was telling me this morning, I've not found this, but I think he heard it somewhere else. He actually just got out of the hospital or whatnot for a drug overdose or had some problems <sighs> with some drugs or was admitted to a hospital the day before. So I'm assuming why the parents came up to Central Michigan University because he was either sick something was going on or something was happening in his life. His parents seemed to be there. And then he went wackadoodle and shot him. Well, and, and once again, it's, it is a very sad situation. Uh, before we go into the break, coming up here in just a second, we need to remind everyone, first of all, we're, we're happy to be here this morning. You're keeping your Saturday morning rocking here on The Blaze. Uh, things have changed for us during the weekdays as well. Our weekday show is going to be syndicated. Oh, how many stations is it now, Matt? 21 across the country. And you okay. can actually go to the conservative cartel and see what times those are and where we're syndicated. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal because we're happy about that, and it's it gives you instead of one day a week, you guys get six days a week if you want to stick with us during the week. And once again, theconservativecartel.com. That's where you can also get registered to be a VIP and get updated and win the battle box. And just there's so many different things going on. I want to make sure that we threw that in because yes. that's kind of big news, and I'm glad we're we're going to talk about that as well as oh, the field of Democrats lining up for 2020. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, Chris, because you you sent me this article this morning. And it is, it is, you know, you remember when the Democrats said, oh, my gosh, the Republicans got 17 people. They're in chaos. They don't know where their party's going. They don't got any leadership. And yet here we are. The Democrats have a football team full of candidates. The funny thing was, and we saw this happen, we were told by the media and told by Democrats the entire time during the 2016 campaign leading up to the presidency that the Democrats were in disarray. They don't have a real leader. They're not going to win. They have no chance. Every single thing that they said turned out to be true on their side. Complete disarray, and and we're still seeing that. They're going to claim that it's not disarray. They're in complete disarray, Matt. Well, and you you said Democrats, but you meant Republicans on that, but... No, you're right. That's all. <laughs> I know maybe a little Freudian slip there because you're right. The Democrats, all they wanted to do was say how in disarray yeah. they were. Look, we got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel rolls on this morning. We'll be right back. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network.
is The Conservative Cartel with Ned Locke and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We are here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studio. We can also open up that Black Rifle Coffee hotline. If you want to weigh in this morning with us here on the Blaze Radio Network, we'd love to have you. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. We were talking a little bit about that, that shooting over in Michigan on college campus. It's more of a domestic issue. I don't think that's going to stop anyone on the left from trying to call it a school shooting, because they will. That's what they do. Um, also, we touched on this in the last segment, talking about the field of Democrats starting to line up for 2020. Uh, Matt, they're starting to starting to get in line. And as you mentioned uh, during the last segment, they, they made fun of the Republicans. Look at these 17 people lining up. And the Republicans were in disarray and everything was crazy. And it turned out the exact opposite was true, which is what we've learned from the lamestream media over the last year or so. Fake news, if you will is that the Democrats are in disarray, and now they are all lining up. I guess they just assume, because they hate Trump so much in their brain, that it's a this, whoever runs against him is going to win for sure, right? Well, it's a done deal. Remember, it's Hillary over. Clinton, you know, the whole Taco Bowl experiment, uh, oh, you know, yeah. all of the stuff, the, the, the cloth. and But no, look, the, the Democratic Party's in disarray, and it's been in disarray for quite some time. The Democratic Party's broke. They're morally bankrupt. They don't have any leaders. They don't have any philosophy or any vision for the way forward. The only the only thing they know, Chris, is they hate Donald Trump. Well, they definitely got that part clear. <laughs> that is first and foremost in their party platform. And I think, and we've seen this, the, the old adage we talked about this, I don't remember who coined it, but the Trump derangement syndrome, yes. that is, it's, it is very prevalent, especially among Democrats. There's a lot of people that aren't even Democrats that feel this way. So, but then when you go to the Democrat party, they take it to a level that is almost astonishing. And the funny part is, is we can sit here and, and, and talk about things, but I think we need to take a step back, Matt. I think we need to go back to a time when the media told us everything was right and and how accurate yeah. they were we need to not forget this because this was a little over a year ago yeah. and we need to remember this is exactly how right because remember the media is 90 plus percent democrats so this is what they told us then and then we're going to talk about who's running now i mean did, clinton did uh, go. wins that donald trump will have lost this election from the very first day he announced Wrong. and took off after Mexicans. Classic <laughs> Trump. Um, I think you have to view last night's debate as Donald Trump's concession speech. He realizes he can't win. Wrong. He had no chance, in my view. Wrong. And we and this the numbers are going to bear that out tomorrow. Wrong. Well, I can't find a single Republican who now thinks they're going to win. You can't go into a general election with only 25 percent of the Republican base behind you and expect to win in a general. You just can't. Well, that's an awfully difficult lead to make up. It really is at this point, particularly when Trump's negatives remain in the 60s, uh, which is just almost unprecedented. We may lose by historic proportion. Well, that, but he knows he can't win, so why no, not? No, no, I think Donald Trump has fooled himself into looking at his crowds and the rallies and the size, and he thinks that's America. He had no chance to win Wrong. doing what he was doing and with the Latino community feeling so targeted from the very first day he announced. This guy isn't a Republican. He can't beat Hillary Clinton. Wrong. 
Now, the reason why I play this is how long is it going to be before they start saying the same thing about Donald Trump for his reelection when all of these Democrats, as they line up to run against him? They're already saying it. I mean, it, 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 look, <laughs> you would think as a Democrat, you'd be tired of being wrong. I, I mean, the, the whole point of journalism is to report facts, is to actually give you the who, what, when, where, and why of a story. And these people are so blinded by their absolute hatred of Donald Trump and his policies, they can't see past the end of their nose. And, and, and here we go, Chris. Let me name a few of these off. Because yeah, you got this. Bernie Sanders from Vermont. You Wait, got, Crazy Bernie's going to run again, maybe? Oh yeah, he's going to be like 95. I, I know. He'll be 110 when he leaves office if he gets voted in. I know. Okay. It's crazy. You I don't got, know. He was, he's hot with all the college kids. Oh, he's free. Free, yeah. free Bernie. He's going to give Bernie. you free stuff. You got Camilla Harris out in California. She's young and a female and black, yeah. so you got your identity Ooh. politics covered. Um, Elizabeth Warren, we got our Cherokee Nation in there. Focahontas. <laughs> uh, I know. You got Sherrod Brown from Ohio because they're running him out of the state. Uh, you got Kirsten Gillibrand, Gillibrand from uh, uh, New York. You got Amy uh, Klobacher, Klobacher, K L O Buker, Klobuker. I don't know how to say her last name. She doesn't matter. She's, she's got no chance. Right? She's from Minnesota. <laughs> I've never even heard of her. And then you've got uh, Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey. So I mean, you, you've got some. You've got some identity politics in there. You've got the females. You got the African American population. You got the old guy. And by the way, you know who they left out? Joe Biden, who will be like 110. Well, crazy Joe being oh, sorry, Joe Six Pack, we'll call him. Yeah, that that three letter yeah. word. Hey, OBS. <laughs> we don't know the three letter word. Um, but we also don't know. Who knows? Hillary may be revived and ready to roll here in twenty twenty. Oh, shut your mouth! I mean, <laughs> look, the, the, the article starts off. There's something rare happening in the two thousand and twenty Democratic presidential primaries. There are no Clintons or Obamas running yet. <sighs> yet exactly i mean it's Still like a daggone dynasty isn't it or a royalty or some kind of hierarchy right well that's that's what it's been and un, uh, unfortunately for america that's the funny thing was and poor hillary i mean i really feel for her because you know she thought back in 08 she was going to be able to jump in and then this young you know african-american guy yeah. I, I don't call him african-american i call him a african-american african-american because like he's half he's half black right. and half white so, and, and and the mainstream media often forgets that so i want to make sure we made that clear but this african-american guy jumped in he was articulate he was sharp he was charismatic he was all of those things she wasn't right and then she got it and then all of a sudden bam here you go yep. she had to wait till 2012 and then oh well, she couldn't do that because he wasn't going to run against an incumbent that's right and then turn around in the last election and then this monster this beast of a man named donald trump ran for president and believe me he wasn't going to win no chance well, you heard the, the you heard the, the the little clip you played. Nobody, I mean, every everybody on the left, not a chance. Even on election night, you know, the funny thing is, you just said something that that struck me because she couldn't win now, and she hasn't changed. She hasn't gotten any better. That's the mm, whole thing. She couldn't no. do it then. She ain't going to do it again. This lady, no one likes her. Her husband doesn't even like her. Yeah, it's just she's not a likable person. She doesn't have his char charisma, and she's not charismatic like him. And it just it's not. I I don't really see her running again in twenty twenty. But it wouldn't surprise me at this oh, point. Oh, not even in the least bit, Chris. And I've been reading articles are starting to pop up now where she's ticked off that Biden's going to run because Biden's older than she is. <laughs> so if Biden's older than she is, by God, she can make another run at it because I think Joe Biden. I was reading an article earlier this week. And I think Joe Biden, by the time 2020 comes around, he's going to be 79.
Well, in, in all fairness to Joe Biden, he might be older, but he could stand up all the way through a 9-11 memorial. So there's that. What? Yeah, he actually yeah. made it through without passing out and had to be tossed into a van like a sack of potatoes. I'm just saying well, it he, just... Joe Biden doesn't have a, a, an apartment in New York set up as a triage to help him get fluids. I mean, remember that story? The the insane and the funny thing was watching and, and the reason why we played that media clip watching the media say all they ran for a year that he doesn't have a chance this he went after Mexicans he did all of this misinformation that we now know is fake news believe me we we heard this repeatedly on and on and on again they propped up Hillary and I mean in some cases literally yeah. <laughs> they they propped up her to, to she's she's going to be it or, and then of course the the Bernie thing Bernie was in there somebody even older. He's older, right? Oh, yeah. He's he's in his 80s. I mean, by the time 2020 comes along, he's going to be like 82, three years old. Just... I mean, if he goes for, let's say, let's say that out of pure insanity, that the country flips completely left and Bernie Sanders, because remember, everybody said, well, Bernie Sanders will clean Trump's clock. If it would have happened, da, 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 right? So yeah. let's just say he get, he gets voted in as president of the United States in the next term and out of pure craziness. If he runs two terms, the dude's going to be 91, 92 years old. Yeah. First of all, he's not. Second of all, he wouldn't. That was what the media wanted us to believe, uh, that somehow that the the guy who resonated with the Tide Pod Eaters was really going to be our next president, okay? Once again, my old adage, I hate when young people get out and vote. Now, I was very encouraged by last weekend. Yes. We were at CPAC, and a lot of these young conservatives were out there, and we, we saw the difference. They're excited about conservatism. Uh, I read an article last night, which I didn't have a chance to send to you, was one, a young lady who, who, who volunteered for the, the Clinton campaign she was at cpac interviewing these young conservatives and she came out saying uh something that a lot of people would think was the exact opposite everyone her friends and all of people said you're gonna need security you're gonna need protection i hope you make it back please text us and let us know you're okay turns out not only was she okay she had a great time she said they were far more embracing and much more of an open tent than she ever fathomed and the republican side the conservative side she was they were welcoming they invited me out for drinks at after parties she got to hang out with my Yiannopoulos and all of these other people she said you know what they even let me make my points and finish my thoughts before they came back with their thoughts on why they believed the way they did she goes I was very shocked and she goes now I'm starting to realize why so many people are going that direction that is a great sign for those of us on the other side of the Bernie shift if you will well and it's exactly the point Chris Conser- us conservatives we have brains we allow critical thinking and argument and debate into the subject. We don't call you names. You know, Watson Prunier, good friend yeah. of ours, battle battleground for freedom, I think, is what he does. Yeah. I, I hope that's right. It's you know, like he that. ran into a gentleman on the street that was holding a shame on the NRA sign. And they had a cordial conversation about what was going on with gun control. And in the end, they both shook each other's hands. Nobody got beat up. Nobody got kicked, punched, bitten, yelled at, defamed, called a name. I mean, the left wants you to think that we're heathens, that us on on the conservative side, we're just heathens. We're we're brain-dead, mind-numb robots that follow the policy line. That's just the left. 
That's not the, us. The only assault that occurred was that assault projector that we saw that projected some words. <laughs> That's right. I, and once again, I took a picture of it. We posted it on well, my Facebook page, Chris X. Just the, if you want to go check that out. I can't remember if we posted it on the, the conservative cartel page or not on Facebook. But if you want to go check it out, Chris X, we put that on there. And the, the joke was ban all assault projectors. Yeah. There, there was no, once again, this was not Antifa. There was no attacks from anyone. Uh, the, there was a lot of civil discourse, and it was very civil. I didn't see one fight. In fact, the only thing that I heard, which I missed it because we were in the middle of the show, was apparently Comedy Central was there, and they went and interrupted NRA TV or something. In other words, those on the left causing issues like they always do while blaming Republicans. Oh, shocker. You conservatives are evil. You're monsters. No. No, they're not. I think we're, we're truly seeing the difference. Let's take a very short break. You are listening to The Conservative Cartel. Uh, here on the Blaze Radio Network, I'm Chris X, along with Matt Locke, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. You want to get in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 The Conservative Cartel, with Matt Locke and Chris X, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888 Alongside of Chris X, I am Matt Locke, and it is that time again for the cartel to honor our heroes. And this week, unfortunately, here we are. We heard about the police officer shot at Central Michigan University, but today, Justin Bila. Police officer Justin Bila was shot and killed while assisting in the apprehension of a man who had just murdered his ex-wife. Investigators at the scene of the original murder identified the subject as a person of interest. Officer Bila, along with other officers, went to the man's house on Avondale Court to make contact with him. As the officers arrived on scene, the subject exited the house and opened fire on them, striking Officer Bila. Another officer returned fire as the subject retreated back into the home. Officer Bila was transported to the University of South Alabama Medical Center, where he died a short time later. The subject remained barricaded inside his home for the next three hours. His body was recovered from the home following the standoff. Now, Officer Bila had served with the Mobile, Mobile, sorry, Mobile Police Department for two years. He is survived by his wife and his one-year-old son. He was 27 years old. His tour was two years and one month. His badge was 24, and his end of watch was Tuesday, February 20th, 2018. Godspeed, Officer Bila. And I'll tell you, dude, sometimes I almost tear up and start crying. It's crazy how we, we honor these young men and women of, no, I, of, of our police officers, firefighters, first responders, military, and it's, it's sad. He's got a one-year-old son at home. 
it, you know, it breaks your heart to see this because these are people, once again, like our military, like our firefighters who volunteer to run into the face of danger to protect us. Yep. And that was why the, the whole Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement infuriated me to the point when though when we saw people come out, what are blue lives anyway? Those don't even exist. Yeah. And they were go- this anti-police rhetoric we saw under our last administration. <laughs> you want to know how we got a President Trump? That's how we got it. Yeah. And and in the last segment, we were talking about this the, this line of Democrat candidates that are lining up to get ready to run in 2020 and i and i wanted to go back and kind of go through some of these people because these are the, the same people you know we, we saw what barack obama did we saw him going in and siding with those you know that uh, weren't exactly we'll say the most savory of characters he claimed under civil rights like it was so, some sort of new civil rights movement it wasn't it was criminals and thugs killing police officers yeah and we saw them lining up doing this on a regular basis. And have you noticed we're still getting cops killed? It's still happening. There's still that anti-police sentiment. But there is absolute zero doubt now whether the White House or the administration has their backs. We didn't know that for the last eight years. Well, Chris, and I'm going to tell you something, too. What the sad part is, is we have not ran out of police officers, firefighters, uh, you know, emergency personnel, first responders, military we never we never are going to and now that we've changed yeah. over and are going to be syndicated throughout the week which you're going to find on the conservativecartel.com go there for times and channels yeah we're going to we're going to take our honoring our heroes and we're going to do it twice a week Tuesday yeah. and Thursdays and then on Saturdays on the blaze so three times a week look we stand behind these these men and women with all that we have we, yeah. we love them they're doing uh, look i'm seeing comments on the conservative cartel facebook page the liberty eagle it is sad that our police officers are fighting an urban war. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. The, the Democratic Party and Barack Obama didn't help them at all with this whole Black Lives Matter and not backing the blue. I mean, why do you think we've got back the blue now? Why do you think we got the thin blue line? Why do you think all that's coming? I mean, these men and women, they put their uniforms on. They kiss their husbands and wives and their children goodbye in the morning, not knowing if they're going to come back at the end of the day. That's crazy. Well, once again, it's it's a, we know they volunteer for this job, not to die, but to go off and protect other people, and that's why we're we're such big fans of these heroes, these police officers, these firefighters, these military, these people. As ungrateful as some people are, they're still going to go volunteer to protect this wonderful country that we know, that we have, that we live, this freedom that we've got. That, that unfortunately, many in the entire country take for granted, but especially those on the other side. And we saw the president of the United States saying the police act stupidly right. and then he was backing up we we really understand and, and backing up these black lives rally mal, uh, black lives matter rallies where literally a cop was hit over the head with a center block right. we had five police officers murdered in dallas we had other people shot and killed we had rioting looting all of these things you know what it had nothing to do with color these were criminals looking for an opportunity right. and when you've got someone who backs lawlessness well you know the old trickle down theory they claim doesn't work well it does multiple ways yeah. It's, anyway, but I wanted to go back to what we were talking about in the last segment. We're starting to see this this line form of those who think they're just going to simply run for president and walk right into the, the White House because Donald Trump is such a inept, uh, crazy, yep. he's, he's nuts, he's got dementia, he's not going to live because he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day and he eats McDonald's, and just all they, they think, and he's the worst person in the world, according to them. Yep. Well, I want to go through some of these. We, we talked a little bit about Bernie Sanders. Yeah, we, we know Bernie Sanders is one... And we 
have to make sure we lay this out because we know the lamestream media is not going to do so. We got Bernie Sanders, a devout socialist, a devout socialist with a hundred thousand dollar vehicle and at least three homes, yeah. including a vacation home on Lake Vermont. Okay. It's a perfect example of how socialism works for, for the, the country. You all live in abject poverty while he gets all the perks. But remember, he's working on your behalf. So there's Bernie. Let's move on to Senator Kamala Harris. Or Kamala. I don't even know how to pronounce her name. I, I call her Mila. I call her Kamala. Okay. It, well, it's K-A-M-A-L-A. Kamala. Yeah, it could be. It's the new Kamala lot, okay? She, yeah, yeah. she fits, once again, and, and the left is about identity politics. She's out yep. of California. Yep. Beautiful. We know how that's going. Uh, sanctuary state, if you will. So we could have a sanctuary White House. She's also younger. Yeah. She's African American. She's a woman. She's a female. She's a female. She's all those boxes they were looking for. That's what they wanted in the last. Like, if only Hillary was an African American, she'd probably be our president now. Well, you know, the funny thing is, Chris, I'm watching the TV this morning on the news, and uh, California, where she's from, was voted the the, the, the worst state in the union for being happy in your state, for being a satisfied, having your life being satisfied. They're very angry about stuff in California where they claim to be all happy about stuff. But They're then I, I can kind of understand because, one, it's a sanctuary state, so you've got uh, you know American citizens being assaulted and burglarized and even some killed by these illegal immigrants that they don't want to do anything about. And then you've right. got Hollywood who is sexually assaulting and harassing God knows who. And then you've got the politicians like her and well, some of the... The, 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 the shaft constant- lady, Chris, oh, the, the, the mayor Lady from shaft. Oakland that we talked about this week who warned the illegal aliens... That ice was coming. This well, is California, my friend. Were we just talking about a government that scoffs at the law? Yeah. And then what the good thing is the heat's coming down on her. She was she was saying, I didn't do anything illegal, I didn't do anything wrong, but no, they're looking into her to see if she did break any laws. So but you're right, that kind of stuff is dangerous. And then you've got somebody right in that vein. We we've seen how, you know, Kamala Harris is. She wants to go in and absolutely this would be the third term of Barack Obama if for some reason she was elected. Yeah. Let's talk about Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Uh, we were out at CPAC. Here's a funny story because, you know, we, we're jesting with this whole Focahontas. I mean, Trump made it up. She came out, and, of course, Elizabeth Warren said, look, I've got some ancestry of Native American in me. And then she got a job teaching at an institution because of that. Well, we're at CPAC, and there were, I don't know, four or five individuals passing out flyers saying, hey, vote for a real Indian instead of a fake one. And there's an actual guy of Indian descent that is going to run against her, and not Native American, but Middle East, you know, Indian. So look, I mean, it's a funny thing, but Elizabeth Warren... She's well known for flipping houses, for um, doing some things on the sly. She talked about Donald Trump with uh, uh, Eminent Domain, where he got that parking lot, but yet she was doing the very same thing. Um, Once again, I think she reminds too many people that she's almost like Hillary Clinton. Well, and I think you may be right. It is funny, though. You look at the Democrat Party. You've got Elizabeth Warren, the face of Native Americans here in our country, a white woman with, 
I, they went back and looked. She, once again, she used, I think she served on a Native American committee or something because she's so Native American, and, and she's still running with it. She's not going to back off that, right. which shows the amount of delusional uh, capabilities they have on the left, which they do. She's a perfect example. So she's going to continue to run with that. But you, you wonder why people on the left are so confused. I mean, when you think of Native Americans in this country, I can't think of anyone other than, of course, Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren. You think of black people, I think of Rachel Dolezal, a white woman who pretended to be black. What, of course, she wasn't a, black? A, a, yeah. what? you think of woman she felt of the, like she was black. Well, it's transracial. Okay, right. it was transracial. You're too insensitive. So then you've got women. Of course, the face of women in this country is who? Caitlyn Jenner. So you know, you, <laughs> it, 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 the more we go and go, you understand the insanity. There's, you know, we need to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Block and Chris Axe. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We're here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. We are also taking your phone calls. You ready to weigh on the whole <laughs> folk honest debate? We have the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, and it is open. 888-900-3393. That is 888-900-3393. If you want to join us, we're simply going through the visions of 2020 and who on the left has has jumped in. We talked about Bernie Sanders. We talked about Senator Kamala Harris. I'm calling her Kamala. I'm not changing that. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. And we were talking about faux Cahontas, which I don't remember who actually came up with that nickname. One of the greatest things I've ever oh, heard. There's, the, faux Cahontas is probably my favorite, followed closely by, you guys remember Sean White, the, the blacktivist? He's yes. a black activist, but no one's sure if he's black. Talcum X is his nickname. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> This is what we have to do to these clowns. Uh, they are clowns. They need to be treated as such. And if we continue to, I mean, you got to take them seriously, obviously. Yeah. But but we need to make fun of the idiocy that they throw in our faces as though we're supposed to accept as reality. We uh, just can't do that, Matt. We just can't do it. Not at all. You, you just hit exactly on it. We've got the left who says it's okay if you're a white person to feel like a black woman. Yeah. It's okay if you're a white man to feel like a black man or, or if you want to marry a chandelier we're okay with that kind hey, of stuff. Hey, don't don't go after chandeliers now. I, I Come know. on. I mean, God, I'm so insensitive to chandeliers. <laughs> but we are literally watching as the Democratic Party is morally bankrupting America. And, and there's just no – we talk about this all the time on the show throughout the week and, of course, on, on the Blaze Show on Saturdays. We are coming to a time where there's no more morality. There, there's no more, and nobody has any self-responsibility or knows what's right or wrong. Heck, we were talking yesterday, the goofiest thing I've ever heard, a 32-year-old woman in college who won't leave. She's squatting and, in, in a college <laughs> dorm. I mean, we are living in a weird society right now where people just, they don't want to take any personal responsibility for anything. And then the left, the Democrats come in here and say, it's okay, we got to be inclusive. You can't be insensitive. Yeah, you can. You can have, we can have common sense. 
We can have common sense and we can enact common sense policies and we can quit having people commit murder when it's against the law. Boy, you, there you go, making sense, which obviously means you're not a Democrat. I know. Uh, the reality is you're right. Uh, gender, dysmorpho- gender dysmorphia? Yeah, the gender dysmorphia doesn't exist. Now it's transgender. And there are people five years old that they're allowing to start. They're going to be transgender now. We're going to let five-year-olds make decisions yeah. or make young kids make these life-altering decisions. And we, we've seen well, that the truth has no bearing uh, on the left and their, their opinions. Truth well, doesn't matter to them. It's all about what they feel and what they want to be true. Well, Chris, and we're going to start on gun control here in the next hour yeah and we've got that young david hogg running around young kid telling us how we should do gun control but yet we've got young kids eating tide pods i mean Mm -hmm. we've got these young individuals who are being indoctrinated in our schools that don't really have any life experience and we're sitting there and i know why you say well i don't like it when young uninformed young people vote yeah because that's what they are and as we went out to cpac and we saw all the informed younger generations like oh my god my 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 image of the young people is kind of restored at least there are some out there that have some kind of clue and they're going to schools like hillsdale college you know our guest is from hillsdale college next hour and and it's nice to see there's universities and higher institutes of learning out there who are actually teaching our children about history about ethics, about government, about way things should be ran. I mean, think about this. I was talking to my good friend yesterday, and I'll tell you, it's a really weird story, really quick story. About five, six, eight years ago, he was he was a, a, a liberal. I mean, he was a Democrat, a, a far-left Democrat to, to boot. And one day, like, the light bulb went off. And, I mean, he might be farther right than I am now. You know, and, and it, look, it can happen. It can you can actually be enlightened. You can change your view. You can become a critical thinker, and you can actually see what is going on within our country. And we're watching the moral decay. We're watching these kids be indoctrinated. We're watching the media propagandize everything, and then we're watching as we want to be told. Well, you know these these young people they have a voice. Of course they do. Of course they do, but just get educated. Well, and you talk about educating people. The thing is, we got people like Elizabeth Warren who are educating people that if you vote for Democrats, people will die, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, if you vote for Republicans, the Democrats are always saying, if you vote for Republicans, they're going to push grandma off a cliff. They hate health care. They hate clean water, and they want everyone to die. And if you doubt what I'm saying, cuts our blood here's Focahontas. People will die. Always. Very clear. Listen. Senate Republicans are paying for tax cuts for the wealthy mm-hmm. with American lives. People need kidneys. It's sad but decreed. Yet the senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear. Over 30,000 people are dying each year. This modest change, I propose, must be applied. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons. Black people, white people, Native Americans. We need oh, yeah. to ban alcohol. It can't be denied. Unless, of course, you just want people to die murders are bad 
They have no defenders, yet many are committed by repeat offenders. I say lifetime in prison, whatever the crime. Unless, of course, you just want people, people to, to die. die. I don't have a bill or a groan to detail. I just need a short clip for my donor email. Tim, there's blood on your hands. You want people to die. That good? Cool. Tim, dinner at five? Yeah. The car deaths I mentioned are terrible stuff. Doesn't seem one seatbelt is ever enough. You must vote for my act so that fewer will cry. Unless, of course, you just want people to die. The carbs, the container, we cannot ignore. Whipped cream's killing more people than ever before. This bill would be passed and be ratified. Those people that didn't want people, people to die. This was Remy, by the way. You can go catch him on, on YouTube. Once again, we have to marginalize these people. That's what they've been doing to Republicans for years. And Matt, you just pointed out how they are on the left. It, facts don't matter. No. They don't care about truth. They're going to push their ideology. And it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is that somebody like Elizabeth Warren is running around claiming her Native American heritage. It, it falls right in line with their, well, Dr. Savage used to say, or still does, liberalism is a mental disorder. That seems to be more on display now than ever before. Well, the left is a, the, the party of feelings. Facts yeah. have completely flown out the window. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. It doesn't matter about the debate. You're a meanie, homophobic, misogynistic, racist, bigot, whatever word, Islamophobic, they can come up with, you know. You just want people to die. And that's exactly correct. I was going to say something, you know, back on your on your transgender stuff, not to go back, but we're talking about, you know, transgenderism and, and mental disorders and shootings at, you know, Central Michigan University. Dr. Uh, Dr. Hughes at uh, John Hopkins University, I did a, I, I think it's Hughes, I think it's, it, it might be Mick Hughes, but he did a, a study for 30 years on transgenderism, on being a transgender, of, of wanting to be, a, you know, a man in a woman's body, all that stuff. And he came up with this, Chris. It's a mental disorder. No, that you can't do your, that. It's in your brain. And, and, and he came up with the whole deal of, look, most children will grow out of the phase at six, seven, eight, nine, when we're trying to give these poor kids hormones and drugs because they want to transition. Most children will grow out of that. It's astounding. It's like 95% of the children will grow out of that feeling. And it's astonishing how the left embraces the, the insane ideology of it doesn't matter what the facts are. It's how you feel at that moment. How many people, and there's a large number of them, have decided, I'm transgender. I'm going to change from whatever my sex is to whatever I want it to be, and then turn right around a few years later and change it back. We see this, but that, that doesn't get covered on the news. They're going to go with the Caitlyn Jenners. They're going to run with that sort of stuff. Which, by the way, Caitlyn Jenner said it was easier to come out as transgender than it was as a Republican. That'll give you an idea on who's controlling the narrative and, and how insane it's become. Uh, speaking of insanity, as you mentioned, in the next segment, we're going to talk with, uh, or I'm sorry, in the next hour, Adam Carrington, assistant professor of politics at Hillsdale College. Yep. We'll get back into the gun control debate, which in many ways is insane. And, and that's a situation that actually leads people to die. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and look, we, we sit here and we talk about it all the time, Chris. We keep defending it. We've got mental issues. It isn't the gun. The gun is a tool. We're going to get into that as we welcome Adam Carrington from Hillsdale College. Look, this hour's over. It's unbelievable. Stick around. Much more to come. The conservative cartel, we're just we're just catching our breath here. We're just getting started. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Chris X, Matt Locke, don't go anywhere because we will be 
right back. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Man, how did this happen? We're already in hour number two. Jeez, that was fast. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. You have reached the second hour of the program. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke, here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. We are glad to have you here. We do have the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, which will be open for this segment, but not the next. The next segment, we've got a fantastic guest coming on from Hillsdale College. Looking forward to catching up with Adam Carrington, Adam Carrington, an assistant professor of politics over at Hillsdale College. We've got we're going to be talking about gun control. We'll get into that this segment as well. Uh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Uh, hey, Ron Phillips, how are we looking here in hour number two? Hey, this hour is going to be sponsored by the uh, by Clay Clips. Attach your clay pigeons directly to your target board. Clay targets are no longer just for shotguns. Clip it, break it, reload it. Clayclips.com. You know, I need to go shooting this weekend. I think it's speaking Ooh. of gun control. I control my gun pretty well. How about you, Matt? You control your gun pretty well. It's never shot at anybody. I didn't want it to. What? Guns kill people. That's all they do. I know. It's crazy. I mean, That's all we, they do. Here we go. Gun control. I mean, you, gotta be, you better be in control of your gun. You know, it's funny watching the news, too. The, if you watch the news, Trump is all gun control now, which you know, from what he said when he was talking about bypassing due process and things like this and taking the guns away from people, it, those are scary words when you hear them coming out of our president. Well, it's interesting because we saw that they had a meeting with the NRA. The president did. And the NRA executive says Trump doesn't want gun control after a quote-unquote great meeting. Well, hmm, that sounds interesting. I'm not hearing that on the news these days, Matt. Well, it's an an interesting thought. I want to set this up here because we're watching Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, and, and you and I spoke about this during our weekday show. He's bringing in the press, and he's opening up these meetings, which has never happened before. I mean, we've never seen the likes of this stuff. Normally, the press comes in. They were talking about it this morning on the news. Normally, the press comes in. They kind of spray the room. They get everybody. They get a quick picture. They get a photo op. They, they do a little news, and they say, oh, you know, big meeting going on at the White House. All of the big wigs are there kind of stuff, right? And then they leave. Well, Donald Trump's like, oh, no, 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 no. Come on in. Come on in. Sit down. Keep the cameras rolling. Let's talk about this stuff. And you and I said this this week. It's like. What's he doing? You know, because he did this with DACA, the Deferred uh, Action on Childhood Arrivals. He he did that. And look, we're right now, it's March 3rd. March 6th, six months have passed since Donald Trump sent DACA to the Congress. What have we gotten? Big big donut hole, nothing. And, and what did they say about the meeting when Do- when Donald Trump sat down with all these, oh, build the wall, we don't want the wall, we need stiffer border security, we don't want that, I'll give you 1.8 million you know, illegal immigrants, we don't want that. I mean, he gave the left everything they wanted, and what did they do? 
Well, it was, uh, we saw nonstop coverage, and this was a lot of people on both sides. This is amnesty. They're giving them amnesty. He was saying path to citizenship, but no, 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 that's amnesty. Right. We've seen amnesty, yep. and, and then here we are. Nothing happened. And then now we're now we're on the gun control thing. Now, once again, anytime the president of the United States says something about bypassing due process, that bugs me. But me then too. again, he was sitting in a meeting talking off the cuff. He wasn't signing legislation. That's right. We got to we got to wait and see what pans out. I am not going to be one of these people that goes and jumps on every time the president tweets or says no. something that it's the end of the world. We've seen this for over a year now and not once has it been the end of the world. Well, this is our politics today. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what our politics are today, Chris. Twitter, Facebook, you know, all of these social media sites have completely just revved up the news cycle. I mean, it is constant. We're all the time laughing because we can't get to everything we want to talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much information flying all the time. It's like, look, take a breath. Donald yeah. Trump didn't sign anything. He had all he said was put it in there. Let's look at it. But we we've seen and and here's why I brought up the DACA, because with experience and with history, we see what Donald Trump has done. He there's no amnesty. Do you, have you seen an amnesty bill yet? Not there's yet. been no amnesty. There's been nothing at all. He still, still wants to build the wall. That's still part of his deal. He wants the money. He wants the border security. He doesn't want chain migration. He doesn't want the visa lottery. That's all still there. It's all still there. But by God, the world was ending when he went on camera and said amnesty. Now, here we are again. Gun control. Oh, my God. Donald Trump. He doesn't want due process. He doesn't want gun control. Oh, my God. The world's ending. And what happened, Chris? All Man. of a sudden, Democrats came out and they started They started protecting what? Due process. Yeah, there's that. Which You made a very astute observation on that. But I just want to say this, Matt. In all fairness, the world can't end for gun control or amnesty when it already ended because of net neutrality repeal. <laughs> so... Which validates your point 100%. I mean, that's what we're looking at here. Everything's the end of the world. It goes over and over and over again. I do want to say here on this program, when hesitations arise, we are. When the president talks about raising the minimum age of purchasing certain firearms from 18 to 21, you're going to get hesitation when you got to be 18 to vote in this country, 18 to go serve and shoot fully automatic firearms, okay? That's a little off-center. We'll see what happens. Um, But then again, you've got certain stores and things that are raising that age or whatever. Hey, there's stores. They can do what they want. That's right. We can shop there, shop somewhere else. I do think it's it's interesting. That was why I brought up the article, which I want to hit before we get to our guests in the next segment. Uh, President Trump and, and the NRA uh, executive apparently had a, a great meeting. Believe me, it was terrific. If you were there, it was terrific. Uh, one day after Trump told lawmakers uh, supposedly to take people's guns away and then go through due process second, I find it ironic that this guy would be saying, hey, it was a great meeting if that's what's truly going to happen. Right. Uh, Trump met with the head of the National Rifle Association's lobbying arm, who stated after the Oval Office sit down that the president is a steadfast supporter of its pro-gun agenda. Uh, great meeting in the Oval Office tonight with the, the NRA. Trump, Trump tweeted, uh, Chris Cox, executive director of the NRA Institute for Legislative Action, said that the president supports the Second Amendment and safe schools, but not gun control. Uh, he went out, uh, quote, I had a great meeting with uh, at real Donald Trump and at VP. We all want safe schools, mental health reform, and to keep guns away from dangerous people. Uh, POTUS and Vice POTUS support the Second Amendment, strong due process, and don't want gun control. Hashtag NRA, hashtag MAGA. 
can. I think at this point, just about all of us want to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah, well, and Chris, he also said, well, here's the whole thing. Everybody wants to dwell on the negative mm -hmm. of the meeting of what Donald Trump said, but guess what else he said? I want to arm teachers. Yes, he I did. I want to harden schools. I want to make sure that they're no longer gun-free zones. They're not hard targets. Don Nguyen, the great Don Nguyen, called into our weekday show and mm -hmm. talked about soft and hard targets from Cowboy Logic Radio, by the way. But look, it's right. We have schools that are gun-free zones. And our good friend of the program, Thomas Massey, congressman from Kentucky, has written bills on wanting to get rid of gun-free zones. And he has written a bill, I think it's H.R. 5112, to where you can buy guns from the age of 18 to 20 because of what's happening with all this stuff going on. If you can go to war, if you can vote in this country, why can't you purchase a firearm? That's the question to be had everywhere. It's, it's age discrimination is what it is. It's just reverse age discrimination. Everybody says you can't discriminate against young people, only old people. Yeah, you can. You're discriminating against a class of people 18 to 20 year olds who cannot purchase their a gun which is well within their constitutional rights unalienable rights outside of the government from their creator yeah, the government doesn't get to decide who buys guns when you're at the age of 18 and you're allowed to vote on issues like gun control you should be able like I said if it's the law you should be able to carry a gun between 18 and 21 That's right. if you're if you're old enough to go serve this country as uh, in the military and carry fully automatic rifles and put your life on the line to me, it makes no sense. And I get it. A lot of 18-year-olds, we, we talked about this on the yeah. previous show as well. A lot of 18-year-olds act like 7-year-olds. We yes. got that. Those aren't the ones that are going to be very responsible. You, you've got you got to prove to yourself, that, or to the country, that you're responsible enough to do this. I have no problem with tightening restrictions on those uh, people going to make sure that the right people are purchasing guns. Right. We don't want people that are likely to go do what occurred you know, a couple weeks ago in Florida, what happened uh, yesterday in Michigan. We don't want those people getting their hands on guns. The reality is, it's not just guns they use. They will use knives. Yeah. They will use bats. Yeah. They will use their hands. They will use machetes. They will use cars. So it's not necessarily the guns. The point is what you were making out. The reality is, if you're old enough to go serve this country and you're old enough to vote, well, then you should be old enough to carry a firearm, right? If not, they need to change those voting ages as well. And that was what Congressman Massey pointed out. It was a pretty good little bill that he wrote up. It sure did. Once again, Chris, we're up against it. I mean, we're literally up go. against another break. Look, on the other side, we've got professor from Hillsdale College, Adam Carrington. He gonna, he's going to talk gun control. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline will be down, but stick around for this conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. Chris X, Matt Locke, the conservative cartel rolls on this morning. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel. Now, here's Matt Locke and Chris X. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke here, Chris X. We are live for the Nine Line Apparel Studios. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down for right now because we have a guest on it. And as we always do with the Conservative Cartel, 
When we don't know something, we bring in the experts. We bring in the people that deal with this all day long. And I want to I want to introduce the cartel today, Adam Carrington, who is an assistant professor of politics at the great Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan. Mr. Carrington, welcome to the conservative cartel. How are you, sir? Doing very well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. And, and first of all, thank you for being on the program and lending your expertise. We certainly enjoy that. But I have a I have an article here in front of me that we're going to get straight away to because we only got so much time on radio. You wrote something by the by the title of Speak Up on the, the Second Amendment after the Parkland shooting. Let's get into that right away. What is that all about? Well, given that there is uh, everyone seems to be commenting on the Parkland shooting and what should be done about it, uh, I, I noticed that there was one voice that seemed to be silent that of all voices, would seem to need to be a contributor, and that's been the U.S. Supreme Court. And when I say they haven't, uh, they've been silent, I don't mean in the immediate aftermath of the shooting. I mean, they don't work that quickly. But my main point was that ever since declaring there to be a fundamental individual right to own a gun about a decade ago and then applying it to the states, um, the courts really haven't said much about what rights and how that right is in particular protected or what gun regulations can be uh, uh, instituted in light of it. And my, my point being that if we're going to have a full conversation about guns and gun rights and gun regulations, uh, they really need to be step up and be part of that conversation beyond what they've done the last 10 years. You know, uh, Adam, this is Chris X. Glad to have you here on the program. And you're right. When you're talking about gun rights, we're looking at a multifaceted issue here. We're not only looking at the Supreme Court, which is our, you know, the federal laws and things regarding guns, but we also have our state laws. And we see that various states have various different degrees of gun control, if you will. But I guess it all sort of trickles down from the Supreme Court. Um, in, in your article, and I know something, something you probably look at on a daily basis, is this where the states literally, do they take their lead from the Supreme Court? Or do you think at this point in time, do some states not even care what the Supreme Court has to say? Well, uh, I will say superficially they take their, their lead from the Supreme Court because they have to, because if the Second Amendment applies to the states, as, as the court found in 2010, that's really the last time they've commented on it, then they are bound by, by those decisions. Otherwise, the Supreme Court is supposed to strike them down. But as Justice Thomas has noted recently, he, he's written some frustrated opinions against the majority for not taking any cases. He's noted that in practice, the states and the lower federal courts have widely varied on what they've allowed, and many of them widely varied in allowing very, very intrusive and over-regulation of gun, of gun uh, uh, protections. And so in practice, I think they have been sort of ignoring uh, this decision, and the court hasn't taken stepped up to sort of protect its own decisions from the past. On the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, we have Adam Carrington, who is Assistant Professor of Politics at Hillsdale College. Adam, you write about uh, Sylvester versus Becerra here out in California. We're talking about a 10-day waiting period on the purchase of firearms. You're, you're talking about the merits of this case, and of course the court's denial represents a larger pattern. What is that larger pattern? Uh, well, the larger pattern, I, I think I was talking, it sort of alluded to uh, uh, just a second ago, uh, but in more detail, it's that basically they asserted a right 
to an individual right to own a gun and then have refused to take any case that uh, uh, that that might be a threat to that right. In other words, just about every regulation uh, that has been passed by uh, a legislature or uh, across the across the country, they've basically refused to say, no, that's beyond what you're allowed to do. So things like a 10 day waiting period, even for people who already have bought a gun before uh, cases of uh, what are called um, um, uh, good cause to carry a gun meaning you can only get a concealed carry license if you have a good cause, but the good cause doesn't even include the idea that you might be in an unsafe neighborhood. So, so basically the court has allowed just about any regulation to go through when they themselves said there must be a fundamental right that has to be protected. You know, and you mentioned earlier in 2010, the court uh, looked at uh, the Second Amendment applying to the states. McDonald versus the city of Chicago, of all places, one of the strictest gun-controlled areas in the country, yet we see gun crimes occurring, unfortunately, every week, every weekend, to the tune of anywhere from, from 12 to 30 to 40 people being shot a weekend. And one of the things they said, and this sort of worried me, and, I, and you, you go out to point this out in your article, basically it's sort of kicking the can down the road to fur the further that definition um is this worries me because we're looking at the supreme court we're looking at 2010 here we are in 2018 and you've got once again something that went before them versus the city of chicago one of the the quote gun control areas and and gun crime is just as bad there if not anywhere else in the country yeah and i'd, I'd say two quick things about that one it's not a coincidence that in a place with such high crime there were men and women who wanted to protect themselves and felt that there wasn't adequate protection from the police and said that the Second Amendment protects uh, a fundamental right to preserve your own life, liberty, and property. And if the police aren't going to be there pr to protect it, then maybe the Second Amendment was there to step in, in into that gap. Um, the, the, the other thing I'd say, at least as far as the limits, is uh, what 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 I think T Justice Thomas and others are worried about is you can declare all day that there's a fundamental right to own a gun, but if you don't police that, then people can regulate it to death. Uh, you could declare, I've used this example in other contexts, that uh, you have a fundamental right to own a car. Uh, but then what the government could do if, if, if courts and others don't police it is say, well, you can only drive it between 1159 and midnight. You can only uh, drive it if you don't put gas in it. You can only drive it if you don't roll down the window to get in or open the door to get in. Well, what good is that right? You can regulate it to death. And I think that's the worry is that having declared a fundamental right, the courts are allowing it to be regulated into uh, practical uselessness. Man, that's a great point. We've got Assistant Professor of Politics Adam Carrington from the great Hillsdale College on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Uh, Adam, our time is drawing short here. I want to ask you a question because, you know, we can talk about this all day. You know, it, it's our Second Amendment right. It, it, it's not a privilege. What is the answer? I mean, we, we, we debate. We, we talk about facts. We look at all of the information. What is the answer to this and what could we do? I, I think the answer is uh, it, it isn't simple in, in the particulars. I think in, in the broad idea is coming to the consensus that gun, ri gun rights and modest regulations of guns have the same purpose. 
and that is to protect people's lives, their liberty and property from harm by others. Um, but that that has to be a balance. And I think that the harder question is to say what reasonable gun regulations uh, uh, of who, what, when, where and how can uh, 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 make sure that people are protected against violence. At the same time, what gun reg- what protections of gun rights allow hum- uh, individuals to express and protect their freedom? And I think that's a question where instead of kicking the can down the road, we need to start asking particular questions. What about mental illness? What about um, issues of tip- different types of firearms? Uh, and what are regulations the government can reasonably put in place to protect people? And what are things that they're just putting in place because they have an animus toward guns or gun owners? You know, uh, we're talking with Adam Carrington, assistant professor of politics over at Hillsdale College. Adam, and I guess this leads to probably our final point before we run out of time here. Uh, what do you see coming down the pike as far as going to the Supreme Court with shootings like what happened in Florida? And then now there is a huge groundswell of gun control, even the president talking about it in front of the media this week. Do you think we're going to see another case where this, uh, well, I'm, I'm sure we will, but how soon do you think it'll be before we see another case in front of the Supreme Court, especially dealing with, with people that are, say, 18 to 21 years old or people's ability to own guns? Uh, I think I think you're going to see cases very, very soon. And I think what you're going to see is actually current laws being uh, fought against. Um, and the reason I say that is if, if, if someone passes a law right now, if Colorado does or Illinois does, it's going to take a while to get up through the courts. But I think the fact this happened, people are going to be combing through the laws uh, trying to see where this can be challenged again. But I think given what the Supreme Court's done, I think it's going to embolden legislatures to say we can pass maybe whatever gun regulations we want and the court isn't going to step in. I think for gun owners, that's that's the bigger worry. So, Adam, we look, thank you for taking the time to spend a little bit of it here on the conservative cartel this Saturday morning. How can people find you? Do you have a Twitter handle, a website? We know that you're, of course, an assistant professor of politics at Hillsdale College. But how can people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter, uh, Carrington uh, AM, just uh, my, my, my last name and, and then my, my uh, first and middle initial. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that's really it. I mean, I do tweet. I do write for uh, publications occasionally. But that and the hillsdale.edu website would be the two, the two places if, uh, if, if people would like to follow anything else I might do. Well, sir, thank you. Thank you for molding young children's minds with some common sense constitutional uh, teachings. We certainly appreciate what you do. Thank you for being on the conservative cartel. It's always a joy to have, you know, all of you guys from, from Hillsdale. You're smart, you're on it, and you know what you're talking about. Thank you, Mr. Carrington. Oh, it's been an honor, and it's an honor to be at Hillsdale. It really is a great place, uh, as you say, and I know I'm biased, but we have got great students and a great curriculum, so I encourage anyone to check it out for themselves or even their kids and grandkids. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Adam Carrington, Assistant Professor of Politics, Hillsdale College. Chris, we go get the best. I mean, we find the people who know what they're talking about.
Yeah, and, and not only that, it was, it was good watching, first of all, his knowledge on the subject, but the fact that he's writing and staying up with it. And because of, the, once again, they at Hillsdale, they study history, which, of course, leads to what's coming up in the future. For those who don't study history, you are destined to repeat it. Man, Adam Carrington, great job. I will have to get him back on the program because this issue is not going away. All right, let's take a very short break. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We'll go ahead and open up that Black Rifle Coffee hotline if you want to weigh in. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartel. I am Chris Axe, along with Matt Locke, here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Uh, I want to thank uh, Adam Carrington for joining us. That was a great, uh, God, great guest, great interview. And uh, we'll we'll continue to reach out to those that, that have that such intimate knowledge with, uh, of course, the Supreme Court and as things make their way down to it. If you want to weigh in on the conversation, we're talking a little bit about gun control right now because it's it's not going to go away ever. There's always going to be people that want to get in on gun control, and that's why it's good to have people like Adam around. Of course, us, we're, we're going to keep talking about it. You can talk about it as well on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. 888 is the, the number. 888 Matty was really good with, first of all, his knowledge, yes. but also pointing out what may be coming down the pike, because we know it's, there's, it's only a matter of time before another one of these cases goes to the Supreme Court. Oh, and, and it's only another shooting away. We've talked about this. I don't know how many times. Uh, all of the big talking heads talk about this all of the time. The next shooter is out there. The yeah. the next story is out there. The next gun is out there. The the next incident of evil of illness is sitting there waiting to happen. So of course it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and, and we need to base our arguments on facts, not feelings, not how we care. Because in the end, I mean, Chris, we covered a story, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was Thursday, of a lady who attacked a Las Vegas elementary school with an axe. <laughs> it wasn't a gun. It, it, it wasn't anything of that sort. We covered a story where a gentleman stopped a stabbing with an AR-15. Didn't have to fire a bullet, mm -hmm. but stopped a stabbing with an AR-15. People will use knives. They will use axes, they'll use rocks, they'll use two-by-fours, axe handles, cars, whatever, bombs. pressure cookers, bombs, you name it. It's, it. it's one of those things where the left is going to continuously bombard you with inaccuracies because they don't want guns. And the funny thing is, I want to go back to what you said about young kids, about the 18 to 21s. You know, liberals don't buy guns. They don't. Liberal teenagers, 18 to 21, aren't necessarily buying guns. Yeah. 
Well, unless they're Bernie Sanders supporters and shooting up Republicans. Um, but, but no, your, your point's valid. And I want to make a point, too, that the, the reality is the worst mass murder on a school in this country has not been committed recently. It was back in the 1930s when yeah. a guy used a bomb yeah. uh, and, and blew up and killed a bunch of kids. And, and, and also to go out and point out, there are places that have gun control yeah. like Japan and China. We see these mass stabbings. In fact, we saw one just about three years ago, four years ago in, was it, it I can't I remember if it was Japan or China, where the guy went and killed something like 30 kids and stabbed over 100 people with a knife. Yeah, what a gun. It, it, it's simply the tools, and I think that's the point that uh, people have a very difficult time understanding. Every time there's a drunk driver, nobody blames the car. No. Any time, it, it's funny because any time a police officer shoots someone, <clears throat> especially in the, the community when they want to say the cop, they blame the cop every single time. Right. I have not seen one police involved shooting where they blame the gun, and it's always blame the cop. So once again, it is this disconnect that they purposefully do to to make sure they continue to push their agenda, and it's dangerous, and that's why we have to stay awake and stay on it. Otherwise, they will infringe upon all of our rights and make us all more vulnerable. Well, it's just the left dishonesty, Chris. It, yeah. You can explain it very well. We were out at CPAC last Saturday. We watched Dana Lash speak mm-hmm. out there talking about how the mainstream media loves these mass shootings. Yeah. If, if if you bleed, it leads, as she said. And look, where are you guys? And she's talking about the legacy mainstream media. Where are you every weekend in Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore, Los Angeles, New York? Where are you as mm-hmm. young kids are being killed, people are being killed in some of the most strict gun laws in the country cities, but yet you're parading these mothers from this Parkland shooting? And look. I don't want to take anything away from the shooting that happened at Parkland, Florida. Yeah. And you and I both know that is a cluster bomb right now with Sheriff Israel in the stand down emails and not going in and, and the resource officer. And of course, you've got the crisis actors or the kids being coached. I mean, we know all about that garbage. But where are you if you're so adamant? The left is so dishonest. If you're so adamant about gun control, where are you in these cities where all of these people are being killed? And on top of all of that, you know, the left comes out there. Camilla Harris is one of them. You know, all these little lefties are like, oh, the children, the children. We must protect the children. They're our future. But yet we're killing hundreds of thousands of children every year in the womb. Well, here's the deal. Dishonest. You got to understand this, Matt. We can't make abortion illegal because people are going to go ahead and have abortions, okay? What? You can't make abortion what? illegal because they're going to have illegal abortions, so let's make all guns illegal. Right. That's that's the insanity. Um, I, I want to let everybody know what happened was years ago when I was in college, I wanted to be an FM radio DJ. That's what I was since in middle school. That's what because I, I loved radio. I grew up on radio, listened to radio all night as a kid, and I wanted. To, and then out of college, I got the opportunity to go work at a television station. It was a local news station, so I got to sit in literally the belly of the beast and see that whole adage of "if it bleeds, it leads." Dana Lash is dead on. That's right. exactly what occurs. And watching the news networks try to scoop each other well now they're not only trying to scoop each other but they're trying to scoop uh social media and all of this right it, it was at that point in time when i sat and watched the political bias uh the you know, the it, it, 
And then I said, you know what? It's time to get a little more politically involved. Right. It's I had thought about it before, but I was like, this that confirmed it. So, and she's dead on when she says they, they love these mass shootings. They don't love the fact that people are getting no. killed, but they love the fact that they're going to have ratings and ratings and ratings and money uh, coming in end over end because of these shootings. And they and she said something very important. And they, of course, the liberal media uh, p- purposefully misquotes her. She said, "You love sticking a camera in a white mother's." face who's lost their child you love that because you're not doing that in chicago and baltimore and detroit for these these african-american mothers that are losing their children uh every weekend they're they're not doing it and she called them out and she's right i worked there i was in a newsroom during the clinton impeachment trial I was sitting there watching this going, this is crazy what's going on. We sat there and it was so funny because one of the other anchors who was more, I will say, middle of the road left at one point looked at, uh, kind of leaned over to me because I think she could figure out my politics and went, you know, that, that Dan Rather, man, he's a bleeding heart liberal in disguise. And I was like, whoa, Ooh. check this out. But then soon as it was done, they were doing the impeachment. I remember going into the newsroom and our news director, I won't say the person's name, a very sweet woman, a very nice lady. We were talking talking about what was going on and her response about Bill Clinton was you know what he's still my president no matter what right. and at that point i realized you know what there's no convincing these people they don't care what facts are they don't care what matters they only care about what they want and that was what they wanted and she was indicative of just about everybody on the left these are the people that are running the newsrooms in our country yeah. they're the ones running the media and every morning it was if it bleeds it leads and, and, and it hasn't changed. It's only gotten worse. Well, you've hit straight on it, Chris. Now we have social media. Everybody is a citizen journalist now. Yep. You, you've yep. got a camera phone. You got a phone. On, you got a camera on your phone. I mean, literally yep. wherever you're at, and you can download it to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram instantly. I mean, it's instant in real time. You literally can be on the ground watching something happen. I was eating dinner last night, and all kinds of crazy stuff broke out at this restaurant I was at last night, eating a little dinner. I mean, you got people screaming, shouting, police coming. I could have pulled my phone out, and I could have scooped anything in in, in, in Texas here that would have ran that story because I'm right there on the ground, and you're actually right. These these stations, they need ratings. They need people to watch. That's how they make money. They need eyeballs. When they have eyeballs, you know, advertisers will come to them and pay to put their eye, you know, because they want eyeballs on their product. So you're right. They they do this for purpose. They don't do it, be, you know, they don't do it because they they understand or or they grieve or 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 you know they're empathetic to it. They do it because that's their business. They when do you it say because scoop, that drives money. When you say scoop, two scoops. President wants two scoops of ice cream. That's journalism now. Right. You want to know why I became a political an- analyst and, of course, a societal analyst? That's what I do. I've studied the media. I've worked inside. And then once I got outside and you look at it, you realize how crazy it truly is. And it's no secret who's running all these media outlets. Once again, they're trying to scoop each other, as Matt just said. And the citizen journalism has really changed their narrative. Instead of them getting better, they've gotten worse because yeah. now they run with misinformation and yeah. false stories. We've seen it a thousand in times since Trump was elected even before. Yeah, and then they come back and if they do run a false story, they redact it three or four days later while it's already done its damage. It's already yeah. been there. I mean, it's unbelievable. And that's why we're here. The new media has erupted. But look, we're up against it again. I mean, this is crazy how fast this program is going today. On, the other, fast. on the other side, Chris, I want to talk about Georgia, the NRA, and some tax benefits that Delta got hit with. So don't go anywhere. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888 888- 
3393. The Conservative Cartel. We'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, theconservativecartel.com. We are the marketplace of liberty alongside of Chris X. I am Matt Locke. We are live, by the way, from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to be part of the program, you can. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888 Now, I want to take just a quick second. I want to thank those of you who found us on your internet device. That's Conservative Cartel and the Liberty Eagle Facebook page. Thank you. TalkAmericaRadio.us, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeart, TuneIn. Thank you. You can get us on the go. We would love that. And if you would do us a great big huge favor, TheConservativeCartel.com. Go be a VIP. It's easy. It's free. This month, March 16th, we are giving away a Pro Plus Battle Box Mission 36 box. So you can go over there, register for that. It's easy. It's free. Theconservativecartel.com. Become a VIP. Chris, look, Georgia lawmakers. Hey, Matt, before you get into that, I also want to remind everyone, uh, starting on Monday, we're going to be syndicated. We picked up, I think, 19, 18 new affiliates. We're going to be in like 21 affiliates for our, these are regular radio stations. So you guys in various parts of the country are going to be getting us now over the the radio airwaves as well. Uh, We picked up these affiliates, and you can find that information right there at theconservativecartel.com. Find out what time to watch the show, where to go see it. Of course, we will continue to be on the Liberty Eagle Facebook page. We will continue to be on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page page the video portion of the program so you guys and we'll keep you in touch but we just want to remind everyone we are growing spreading that conservative message and i just want to make sure we, we threw that in here in the no, second no, hour no. so thank you know. for reminding me there's always so much and fantastic yeah. you're right get out there find us the conservativecartel.com we would love for you to do so chris this week just i think yesterday maybe it must have been yesterday maybe the day before it was yeah. one of those two days georgia lawmakers Yank tax break for Delta after airline cut ties with the NRA. Now, we're talking gun control here. We've been talking gun control the whole entire second hour. We had assistant professor of politics, Adam Carrington, on the program to talk with us about it. But now here we are. We we, we talked about this yesterday, and I love this. We now have conservatives who are starting to grow a backbone and saying, look, if you want to boycott us, which we said this, I'm not a boycotter. I am literally, I I don't boycott movies. I don't boycott companies. I just don't do that. I don't care and I don't get involved in it. And if I don't use them for one reason or another, I don't. I just don't run into the need to use them. I don't fly Delta. I normally fly fly American. It's just my preference. I boycott boycotts. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not into that and I don't care. And look, I'm for free capitalism. I'm for the free market. If you're going to have a good business and you're going to offer me a great product, I'm going to buy it. But I'm also for the fact, look, if you're going to attack me as a business because of my beliefs, then I can make decisions based on that that will affect you. And here's what happened, and that's what lawmakers did in Georgia. Delta came out and said, look, you know, we're not going to continue our relationship with the National Rifle Association. 
And now what this is, by the way, the National Rifle Association partners up with a bunch of different companies. And they offer discounts. If you use code NRA, you can get a 10% discount on renting your car, flying, uh, some kind of bank card. I mean, they have like 40 of these things. They, they sign all these partnerships. And, and, and it's just, it gets you the value of getting a discount via a group. Well, the funny thing is, Chris, as, as we're learning more about this story, because in Georgia, they decided that there was a tax break for Delta that was $50 million on jet fuel that they weren't going to renew. So that's a $50 million hit to the bottom line of Delta Airlines. Mm -hmm. You want to hear the funniest part about this whole entire story? Yeah. I heard this morning on the news that only 13 people this year, it is now March 3rd, 13 people this year use that discount with Delta. It, it, you're, it's funny. I saw that last night, and you're, you're absolutely right. They went through that, and what happened was, and they've also done something else. They're already backtracking now that this occurred. Sure Delta went as, oh, you know, we're caving to public pressure, whatever, jumping in. Of course, then again, we've seen a lot of people continue to jump in on the, the bandwagon. There's that, that herd mentality. So they jumped on this, they, oh, you know what? The NRA is terrible. They're killing people. Yep. The reality is the NRA is the biggest advocate of the Second Amendment in this country. Right. That is what it does. It does. It never go preaches to for anyone to hurt anyone illegally to use a gun to commit a crime. It is the exact opposite. But that's not what's portrayed by the lefty media. No. So uh, many groups, Delta being one of them, jumped in and said, "We're cutting, severing ties with the NRA. We don't approve of this." So now that whole thirteen discounts they gave just cost them fifty million dollars. <laughs> oh. And the best part is, immediately after that happens, Delta comes out and goes. Oops. We're fans of the NRA. Yeah. I mean, no, no, we're fans of the Second Amendment. We don't yeah. have anything against that. Oh, that's funny. You sure did uh, uh, two or three days ago when you decided to cut ties. But now that it hits you in your pocketbook, what happens? We see this regularly. Yeah. And, and it's it serves them right because, once again, you should be a little more, we'll just say, have a, have a higher business IQ, maybe a higher acumen on when it comes to who your audience is and who your clients are and also who's making decisions on what sort of discounts you're going to get well and chris we run into this all the time as the conservative cartel we're trying to grow our brand of course you talked about getting syndicated starting next week we're trying to grow our brand so i'm all the time talking to companies about partnering with us you yeah. know putting their money you know us getting them out there in front of our audience and there are some companies that come to me and they say look we just can't do it you know we, we cater to both sides of the aisle we're, we're not going to fall on that side of alienating one half of our customers. And I completely get that. I completely get that in business because you're a business. The bottom line is you are a for-profit business. You need to make money for your stockholders, for your employees, for everything else. And Delta doing this is ridiculous. We talked to a very nice company yesterday, and I'm not going to say their name yet because we're talking to them about advertising with us. And their whole deal is they give part of their proceeds to conservative causes. That's what they stand for. They know going into the deal that when they pull money from conservatives, it's going to go to conservative causes. So when you spend your money with them, you know exactly where your money is going. 
Yeah, we, we've seen far too many cases where groups make that make decisions just like what Delta did or whatever. They're constantly running the other direction. We're going to support liberal causes. We're going to do this. We're going to support Planned Parenthood. We're going to do this. And I, and I agree with your first part of your statement. Dolly Parton, uh, she nailed it. When somebody asked her, you know, hey, are you Republican or conservative? She says, I love all of my listeners. That's right. Anyone who, who enjoys my music. I love Democrats. I love Republicans. I love Americans. I'm American. And she did that. And they have worked really hard to try to pigeonhole her out to one side or the other she's tried and and that's her job as an entertainer i wish more entertainers would do that because they should entertain everyone that's what they do but the reality is we live in a very polarized time there when you disagree with the gay stopo they want to end you when you disagree with lefty politicians people that support these these liberal causes the problem is they went from being quote open-minded to totalitarian (laughs) they're absolutely fascist in their tactics and if you don't agree with me a bakery that refused to bake a cake for a gay couple, yep. we will find you and shut you down. If you don't agree with me, uh, say the NRA or something like that, oh, well, we'll, we'll just we'll boycott you. And yep. st- Once again, it, it, it sucks that we're in these polarized times, but that's the reality of the situation. So I, I'm happy to see other groups, especially ones that, like with you're talking with, yeah. that want to support conservative causes because when it evens out, well, then guess what? Maybe people will back off a little and, and respect other people's decisions. What a concept. Well, we had a very interesting conversation yesterday, and there are liberal companies out there today, and we know this, Chris. You know, We know that there are liberal companies giving their money to liberal causes, yeah. and they're giving a lot of it. Millions to liberal millions. causes, which is furthering all the idiocy that you and I come to get behind these microphones every week and talk about it. You need conservative companies who believe in conservative principles, who are willing to put their money where their mouth is. We're willing to put our money where our mouths are because we believe in conservative politics. We believe in conservative ideas and we believe in America. And boy, I'll tell you that Dolly Parton reference is is so spot on. We are Americans. We love you all. Moderates, conservatives, liberals. We, we want to help you. We want to give you information. We want to bring you accurate reporting and truth because it is so badly needed in our our society today. Yeah, we've been overrun by the other side, and unfortunately, those people are spending millions and millions of dollars to do exactly what? Well, one, to push their narrative. Two, the, you've got the, the willing media. But three is they're buying politicians and getting politicians elected. Yep. They're pouring millions of dollars into the state of Texas to try to go and unseat um, uh, Ted Cruz with people like Beto O'Rourke, a white guy who goes by Beto. Hmm. All right, l- let's take a break. We're done with the second hour. But we're not done. We've got one more full hour to go. I am Chris X along with Matt Locke. Well, this is the conservative cartel, and we got a whole lot more to cover. You want to get in on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline, 888-900-3393. Hour number three is upon us. Don't go away. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, Daniel Frizzellio was arrested on Thursday 
for sending a white powder-filled letter to Donald Trump Jr.'s Manhattan apartment last month that sent Donald Trump Jr.'s wife, Vanessa, and two other people to the hospital for observation. Forcello's Facebook page says he's a program assistant at Catholic Charities Archdiocese of Boston and is filled with anti-President Donald Trump posts. His record also shows connections to the Democratic Party. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Alongside of Chris X, I'm Matt Locke. Ron Phillips, what's going on this hour? Hey, this hour of the conservative cartel is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Be a part of the unarmed forces and help manufacture peace through trade. Visit CombatFlipFlops.com and use code CARTEL20 for 20% off your first order. CombatFlipFlops.com, bad for running, worse for fighting. All right, I'm good. I had to catch my breath there for a minute. I ran up and down the steps twice because we have an in-studio guest coming up here in about 10 minutes, so I had to go down and open the door. Uh, we got Judy Rhodes, who is the founder of Diva Wow, which wow means women outdoors worldwide she's going to come up here and i'm going to tell you what chris she's a character i'm looking forward to this and when you said the you know the wow first i thought you thought women of wrestling i was like oh even better <laughs> oh wait no women outdoors worldwide there you go uh, and it, you know it's interesting because uh, first of all i can't wait to catch up with judy and and see what she's got to say in fact i like i said we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun because I've, I've heard she's a hoot so i can't wait for hoot. that uh to go back to something you were just talking about i know we're gonna go through this article and then we'll get to judy here is this guy daniel frisello who was arrested for sending this white powder laced mail to donald trump jr was a big on the news and then some other were sent out i think one it's funny that he's a program assistant at yeah. a catholic charities archdiocese of boston huh N nothing says good christian behavior <laughs> like trying to scare people to death thinking they're getting anthrax right and two is you know it's funny you know why they send them to mostly conservatives because if you send a an envelope with white powder in it to a democrat they just end up snorting it and <laughs> so it's not as effective so but no, I, I, this story, I, first of all, I'm glad they caught the guy because we do know yes. back during 9-11, there was actual uh, anthrax yes. sent in the mail that killed people, and that person was never caught. Right. So this is always a scary, and, and they didn't just send it to conservatives. It was sent to Donald Trump Jr. There was one sent to Barack Obama's yeah. office. There was another one sent somewhere else here recently. Once, I, I'm sorry, this dude, obviously this guy's not a Christian, and he's a bit of a scumbag to do something like this. Well, he's obviously mentally not right. Yeah. Once again, Chris, we go back to this deal of mental instability, mental disease, mental disorder. This guy is sending cornstarch to Donald Trump Jr.'s Manhattan apartment. He's sending it to Barack Obama. You're right. I mean, this is no laughing matter. Anthrax was sent and killed people. It, this is, you know, this is... This is something wrong with your heart. Morality in our country today is getting even worse than it's ever ever has been. And, and we're starting to get past that point. And once again, this guy didn't choose a gun. Do we need cornstarch, common sense cornstarch laws? Yeah. Or if he anthrax had... laws? I mean, anthrax was the weapon, not a gun, not a knife, not a pickup truck, not an axe handle. Anthrax. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, or a plane filled with fuel that murdered about 3,000 people. Um, and, and you're right. The the fact that this is a, a problem with his heart, his mind, this is a guy that's either mentally imbalanced or is such a sociopath or psychopath that he wants to scare people in this manner. And, and to do it is terrible because, once again, whether you, I, I've, I've disagreed with a lot of politicians, Barack Obama being one of them, right. and, and many others. I have never once even considered sending something that they're going to think is anthrax or something like that to hurt or kill them i don't want them dead no. i just want both of our, our our you know what i want to have engage in the war of ideology and then let's see who wins out that way verbally figuratively that's what i'm for these people are crazy they're dangerous well let's talk about this guy he's a massachusetts man he allegedly mailed a white powder to doctor uh, to donald trump jr he has previously get this donated to a democratic political action committee and shared anti-trump post on social media including comparing President Donald Trump to a Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. Daniel oh. Fraselio, 24, young guy, millennial, was arrested Thursday after authorities tracked him down following the examination of a glitter bomb letter that he sent to Stanford University law professor professor uh, Michelle Dauber. Now look, this isn't the first time this guy's done this. Investigators matched the text font from the letter to other threats sent to those seen on the letters of the white powder envelopes. You know, it's astonishing, first of all, that I'm glad they caught the guy, and I hope they throw the book at him. Second of all, for the last year and a half, we have been told that Donald Trump is Hitler. In fact, one college girl said he's literally Hitler. And then the funny thing is there's a meme that came out. I saw this week that says it's it's a picture of Donald Trump. And he says, for over a year, they've called me Hitler. Now they're asking me to take away their guns. Right. It shows the insanity of the left. You get that wrapped up. You get that crazy about something. You're, you want to know how these true dictators come into power? You want to know how this happens where these other countries where millions of people are exterminated because they're willing to turn over their rights to somebody that is a monster like Hitler? This is how it happens. When you're so blinded by your ideology that you will do anything that will end up hurting yourself, ceding your own rights. And then you got morons like this who literally, he's so blinded by his ideology, whatever it may be, that he's willing to – I'm sure this guy just ruined his life. He's pro, he, what, is he going to go to prison? What's going to happen to this guy? I mean, he, look, Chris, he sent not only one letter, he sent five. He yeah. sent five letters filled with white powder, and he's charged with threat to injure the person of another and false information and hoaxes, according to Fox News. In April of 16, he contributed $75 to Act Blue, a political action committee that we talked about just a little bit ago that works to raise money online for Democratic candidates and committees. He also posted an article detailing one of his crimes on Facebook, which is now filled with comments denouncing him. But look, here's the deal. We should be arresting these people and giving them the most, the, the most har- the harshest crime possible. The harshest sentence possible. Because what we do, Chris, is we, we give these people a slap on the wrist. What if next time it is a gun? What if next time it is anthrax? What if next time it is something that actually kills people? Because we're like, oh, you know what the left's going to say. You know the argument as well as I do. It was just cornstarch. He well, just, you know, he's just a little misguided. You shouldn't be so harsh on him. 
These are the same clowns that told us that this kid in Florida was misguided, and they allowed him to go on and on and on until he actually murdered 17 people. And that's why you don't cede your rights to the left, because they will continually allow this stuff to happen. We saw this over the last, you know, the eight years, previous eight years with the Barack Obama administration. Now you've got people like this guy. You've got Rosie O'Donnell actively trying to bribe members of Congress on Twitter, social media. Is anything happening to them? No. No. That is a problem. As much as I don't want to necessarily see Rosie O'Donnell in prison, but when you're a clown and you go on violating federal election laws or breaking the law and you blatantly do it on social media, because this guy, what's funny is one of the comments on his Facebook page, dude, you actually posted about your own crime. Get help, you. <laughs> not it's, the smartest individuals, are they? Exactly. Now, he, he's not a multimillionaire like Rosie O'Donnell and can get away with this kind of stuff, but we saw what happened with with the Black Lives Matter and this, right. the the different situations where Antifa, a good example, these people are blatantly committing crimes and most of them were not being held accountable because of their political affiliation. That is dangerous to our republic and you're absolutely right. This stuff doesn't lead to going away and getting better. It leads to more dangerous rhetoric that eventually leads to dangerous actions and we can't let this kind of stuff go on. Well, and we do and you said it very, very well. We, We cede our rights to the left. We continue to let the Democratic Party, the leftist narrative, to continue to win the day. We, we, we say, oh, you know, yeah, they're right. I mean, it was just cornstarch. I mean, he really yeah. didn't hurt anybody. We really shouldn't slap him too hard. We're a cons- See, that's the problem with conservatives. We're probably too kind-hearted. Yeah. We're, we're probably too compassionate. We, but look, he had evil in his mind, in his heart, for whatever. He wanted to scare the living bejesus out of the trumps and he did and it worked and it worked and he did that five other he did that with four other letters five total i mean you've got a problem here where we have to start looking at these individuals and say how can we help you first after we figure out what the punishment of your crime is this is terrorism it is plain and simple now nobody died from it but he terrorized those people and he should be like i said should the punishment fit the crime it absolutely should the, these kind of people, like I said, this guy will only get worse if not held accountable. And, and you think I'm joking? Go read Rosie O'Donnell's Twitter account and look at the ins- the insane, the ramblings of an insane mind. I don't know if she's actually insane, but it sure seems like she is. Hey, Matt, let's take a very short break. We got we got our guests lined up. We'll get her on here in the next segment. You are listening to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down. We'll kick you back up later. Don't go away. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's Matt Block and Chris Axe. Well, welcome back to the program, the conservativecartel.com. What am I doing? The Conservative Cartel here on the Blaze Radio Network. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze. If you want to be part of the program, you can't right now because the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down because in studio, we've got Judy Rhodes. You know, I got Chris X in here behind me. I've got me, Matt Locke, of course, 
But we've got founder of Diva Wow, which is Women Outdoors Worldwide, Judy Rhodes. Judy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, we met Miss Judy here. Ron and I did. Chris didn't, wasn't able to go with us to SHOT Show. I missed and, it. And you were fantastic, by the way. I mean, this lady is a firecracker. She's got a lot of things going on here. She's from the Dallas area. But we brought you on the program because you are doing fantastic things with women here in this area. Tell us about Diva Wow. Well, we're the very first stop that women make on their adventure to the outdoors. When they want to get involved in shooting handguns, rifle, dog training, archery, they come to us. Oh, I love it. And, you know, we're, we've been talking, Chris and I have been talking about this whole gun control issue. Have you ever shot a human being? No. Has your gun ever? No. Well, is it broke? It no. must be. It, it's what? broke, right? Well, you know what I always say? A fork is more dangerous than a gun. Why is a fork more dangerous than a gun? Because <laughs> we're women, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you said I was wild. I'm ready. You are ready, and I love the fact that you are very witty, and, and, and you're very kind-hearted. And look, you're doing a great thing here for women you know a lot of women my wife included i take her to shoot with me we got her concealed handgun license i mean women should be prepared to handle a firearm and understand the business end of it well and that's what we always say when you have a gun i want you to be prepared to use it and you need a plan right because just like on your memory with your gun and where you're aiming and things like that you need a plan on what you're going to do because when that comes and it's very dangerous it's too late to think, what am I going to do? Right. You need to be trained. Exactly. And Chris, jump in here anytime, dude. I mean, let's let's get the conversation rolling. It's a good thing to have training, right? Well, yeah, not only that. I mean, you need to have training to drive a car. You need to have training to operate heavy machinery. Of course, you need training for firearms because that is a, a huge thing. And, and we, we're not seeing enough of this in society. I think we're seeing a whole lot more than we ever have, thanks to women like Judy. But people not only to be to learn how to use firearms, but to familiarize themselves, as you mentioned, sort of outdoor things. Is, is this something that you had a, a, a conscious effort to make that you went, hey, listen, we need to get more women involved in this sort of behavior because if we don't, we're kind of going to be left behind the times. Well, what I noticed was about 20 years ago, our organization was I founded 20 years ago that we had lost two generations of shooting in our country because I grew up on a ranch, and I'd been shooting since I was four years old and just walking out and whacking something, but not people <laughs> whacking something. Whacking something, I love it. You're going to get whacked, Johnny. Yeah. Okay, if you're in Texas and you live on a ranch, you're going to get whacked. Exactly. You're going to whack something. If yes. you hop. Crawl, slither, or just fly. You're going down and out. <laughs> in season. In season. That's right. And look, look, you follow the rules. Absolutely. You are an avid hunter. I hunt 250 days a year somewhere in the world. Good wow. for you. Now, let, ever man's dream. Oh, you are, by the way. Man. Let me tell you. I'm actually surprised you didn't wear your cowboy hat in here. You have a nice Texas flag cowboy hat that you were wearing at SHOT Show. And I'm very proud. I know you are. You had your cowboy boots on and the whole deal, and you are 100% Texan. Yesterday, by the way, was Texas Independence Day. Yes, it was. Did you celebrate it by any well, way? I wore my hat yesterday. Yeah, Just you for did. freedom. Did Hello. you hunt something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> liberty. We're hunting liberty. <laughs> so, just just for a question's sake, how many firearms do you own that you hunt with? You know, I get this question a lot, 
And my favorite answer to say is 10 more than my husband. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> do you own an AR? I own an AR-22 as well as a 308 and a 223. Which is all caliber sizes, by the way, if you don't use guns out there. Now, you shoot probably hogs with your AR? I, I shoot hogs with my AR, and now I'm into knifing. Into what? Knifing, sticking them. Oh, my God, what a rush. <laughs> well, well you've got to explain this. <laughs> Well, I go out just before it gets dark, and uh, we take dogs, and we hear the hogs and when they're coming, so the dogs kind of bay them, and we run after them, and then the dogs hold them down, and then I stick them. Hogs. Wow. Hogs. Because I'll tell you, I, I work in agriculture. I, I'm, I'm a recruiter by, by my day job, do the radio here is my passion, of course, and I work in ag, and farmers everywhere, and especially down here, hogs will tear up your crop. They'll tear up your fields, your property. I mean, they're awful animals. I know. Well, and everybody used to when I was growing up that the farmers and ranchers would want you to come and kill them, but now they know that if it pays, it stays. So they are charging, and I think a lot of the older people are going like, oh, my gosh, we used to do it for free. But, you know, when, when you've grown up in a ranching community like I have, and then all of a sudden where are you going to go for the cows and when the prices are down and you mm-hmm. have to work every day, and it's not easy to make a make a dollar. I mean, if. You know, if it rains and it's really a bad crop or something like that. So right. the hogs have been really good for the for the ranchers except for the crops, you know, to bring in extra money. Yeah. I would say. You no, know, Judy, I've got a question. You're talking about going and kniving these, these hogs. You want to go? Are, yes, <laughs> I do, by the way. I want to go. I, You know what? I, I'll go shoot them. Hogs kill about 12 people a year because they're dangerous. Does this not scare you at all? Uh, it's a rush. I mean, you know, but after you've shot one and done that, things like that, you just go to that next step. Okay. Of course, I guess somebody's going to come get me because I have a knife. Other than Boom. the TSA well, yeah, people. <laughs> right, right, get you a pat down at the airport. Clearly, <laughs> hogs like are for clearly the hogs are for knife control at this point. Um, I, I got a great question though. Somebody asked over on the Liberty Eagle Facebook page, could, since you, with your knowledge of guns and hunting, uh, what would you suggest are the best guns for maybe small women? Obviously, a smaller caliber or maybe a smaller pistol of some sort. Well, I'm going to give a little commercial real quick. If I Do can. it. Do because, all, all your stage because of. Uh, March the 24th at M. Fort Shooting Park, we're hosting a clinic, and we have about 350 women that come during that time. And we're the very first stop, so we teach handguns, we teach AR-22s and rifles, black powder, and uh, shotgunning, and... Okay. Oh yeah, we do blow darts and you know. Jeez, <laughs> these are they're, they're like training ninjas over there, Chris. Say. I mean, these women are going to show up in black with masks on. They're going to be blow darting, no, knifing, shooting. I, I'm we kidding. We don't wear masks. There you we, go. We wear makeup. There, we don't wear there it is. <laughs> so where is that again? It's in the Dallas area, right? Yes, at M Park. At M Park uh, Shooting Park, which is off of Luna Road. Okay. Okay. So if you're in the area and you're listening to the program and you're a lady and you want to learn about this. What's the cost? How do they get involved? Well, it costs about $95 because we you come in at 8 o'clock and you stay till 4, and all your, ammunition is you fern- all your ammunition is furnished, and we have a catered lunch with white tablecloths and people serving that. So, you know, we do have standards on things like that. And then you get to pick seven different uh, uh, venues that you would like to visit. We do have dog training, too, because we started that when I added my dog about five years ago, and I didn't know anything, but I always hired people with the best dogs. That's right. Because I duck hunt almost every day. Really? Yes, I do. 
avid. Man. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm a hunter. More deer. I do some rabbit every now and then. I've never really gotten to duck. You you eat everything you hunt, right? Absolutely. Exactly. That's, and I think that's the big misconception in today's society is that we're just a bunch of rednecks out there. We're all getting excited about blowing things up and shooting stuff. We actually do it to eat it. Absolutely. And you do it for, for population management. Absolutely. And then we have a program within the Divas that we call From Paper to Plate. And we teach women how to start shooting paper first. And then after that, we take them out into the field, and then we do a lot of doe culling because of the friendships that I have with people that own ranches mm-hmm. and let us come out and uh, cull the doe. And uh, then we, I teach them how to field dress, and then we quarter them, and then you know, we go cook and have a nice bottle of wine with it. So well, Yeah, you got to be civilized. Eat your venison with a bottle of wine. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> do that, Chris? Hey, forget the potatoes. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I'm not a wine guy, but if I had a nice glass of whiskey, whiskey on the rocks, and a little bit of venison, I love it. Oh, you would. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Where do I sign up? I love hunting. But look, Judy, we're getting closer to the end of the segment. We'd like to roll you over to another one. Okay. And and, and I want to talk some stories in the next segment. I want to hear some of your stories. I want to hear some of the things you do with these ladies, some of the funny stuff, because I I know you got some. Well, and when I go to Africa, because I've been to Africa 24 times, they say you don't beat Judy Rhodes, you experience her. Oh, so Ooh. you're an experience. I've got experience. I love it. I love it. Sounds like an album, the Judy Rhodes experience. <laughs> well, they usually say Judaisms. Judaism. <laughs> well, by the way, I want to tell everybody we are talking to Judy Rhodes, who is the founder of Diva Wow Women Outdoors Worldwide. You're out of Dallas here. You've got a website. Let's let's plug it here, divawow.org. Yes. So go and ahead. We get like 35,000 hits a day. Really? Yes, and when women want to ask, or, you know, how do we get started? And then this time next week, I'll be in uh, Satsuma, Alabama, teaching 35 women how to shoot a shotgun. They've never picked up a shotgun before. And good for you. We need more people like you. And I'm going to tell you something here, Chris. For those of you that are listening on The Blaze, or, or, or if you're watching on The Cartel, or, you know, you're on that Facebook page, if you've got any questions, the Liberty Eagle, Shoot them out. We'll ask you some questions oh, from, from our, our listeners here. So you got to be on the Cartel Facebook page or the Liberty Eagle Facebook page. Come over from the Blaze after this segment. Ron's giving me the thumbs up. He likes it when I do good radio every now and again. But just come <laughs> over, and if you've got any questions for Judy, we'll, we'll ask them. Line them up here. We'll talk to her. we got Judy Rhodes here from Diva Wow, women's, Women Outdoors Worldwide. You can go over to divawow.org. That's D-I-V-A-W-O. W.org. You can find that. You're, you're helping women. Absolutely. And now you're I'm talking shooting and not dating services. Well, but you're empowering. <laughs> you're empowering women to be, to be confident, to, to, to know how to use the business end of a, of a firearm. Absolutely. To be competent and, like you said, to be prepared if anything ever does happen. Hey, I have a very quick question for Judy before we go to the break, and this is a, a one-word answer. Judy, have you found that armed women are less likely to be assaulted? They're not going to come get us. Yeah, because you're going <laughs> to shoot them. And you know how to do it. Look, don't go anywhere. We've got about 30 seconds here, Chris. It's fantastic. Judy Rhodes, founder of Diva Wow Women's Outdoors Worldwide. You're going to want to stick around because we're going to start asking Judy about some stories. And I'm telling you, I think she has just a few. She told me several out at SHOT Show in Las Vegas. It almost made me blush. And that's pretty hard what? to do. I know. That's what? pretty hard to do. we got to keep it clean. We are FCC Radio. I'm Baptist. Oh, good, good. So don't go anywhere. Judy Rhodes on the other side. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down. 
Don't fret. We'll, we'll bring it back up. You want to stick around. The conversation might get just a little, uh, let's say, risque. Don't go anywhere. The cartel rolls on next. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down, and the reason why is we're talking with Judy Rhodes. She's with DivaWow.org, Diva Women Outdoors Worldwide. And, man, she's been a hoot. She's hunting hogs with knives. Matt, I'm, you know, I consider myself to be somewhat of a manly guy, yeah. but I don't know if I'm willing to go take, try to take out a hog with a knife right now. Well, she is, and she got 10 more guns than her husband. So, man. look. It is what it is, but Judy, welcome back. We're we're look, Judy, you're local here. We appreciate the fact you stopped by the studio. We're going to make this a regular deal. We threw your website up on all of the Facebook pages so people know where to find you. But tell us again about Wow Diva Wow Women Outdoors Worldwide. Tell us about what's going on with the thing you talked about because we got new listeners coming in every segment. And then let's talk about some stories. Okay. Well, we're the first stop that women make on their adventure to the outdoors when you want to learn how to shoot a handgun, a rifle, black powder, archery, dog training, blowguns, slingshots, shotgunning. If you want to learn how to do it in the outdoors, oh, yeah, we're fixing to start knife throwing, too. Fixing. They're fixing, too. (laughs) Well, I'm a rancher's daughter, you know, and it might be over yonder, but, you know. I love it. So what's the thing going on? You had said it last segment. There's there's a deal going on here. Tell them that. Yes, our deal is we're having a really big, a nice clinic on uh, March the 24th. It's a Saturday from 8 to 4 at M Fort Shooting Park in Dallas on Luna Road. Okay, very good. And, and ladies, you can go to divawild.org and find that information? Absolutely. Go over there and do that. If you're interested, you're in the Dallas Metroplex area, go and look and see if that's something you'd want to do. Now, Judy, you've been do- how long have you been doing Diva Wild? 20 years. Celebrating. And, and, and in 20 years, let's hear some stories. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's the best story from divawild.org? We've got a lot. <laughs> I know you do, so let's hear some of the good ones. Oh my! Well, I don't know if I can tell all the really good uh, ones. Oh well, we'll let you, you tell know, us. Yeah. Well, we've had women that are have um, are afraid to shoot, and mm-hmm. they come in and shoot. And then some women, what I always say is, we want to teach you how to learn how to shoot first now, because when you've been raped or you've been had a gun at your head, it's too late because you're buying a gun for the wrong reason. Right. And you know, and I'm, like we said, we want to have a plan, but we've had a lot of women that are very insecure, and then we do. Uh, for ATMs and teach people how to uh, holster our coaster clinics and for their gun. And a lot of women that are just very small and they think they can't do it and they go into a room and someone comes in with a firearm and uh, points it right at them, but they have the gear on and it's uh, non-lethal ammo. 
they are so excited they can take something down. And yet we have some burly man that thinks, oh, man, you know, I'm a manly man. Right. And they come to our courses, too, and we call them diva dudes. Diva dudes. <laughs> I want to be a diva dude. I'm a big man, by the way. And you're, you're a small lady. I mean, but look, it doesn't matter your size if you know what you're doing on the operating end of this deal. Absolutely. But I was going to say where a woman just took it down, she goes, you know, I emptied my gun, and I didn't think I could do that. And the man goes, I've never had a gun pointed in my face, and I, and I froze. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we do is we really teach women how to shoot. As, and then we have uh, some women that have been in uh, some of the church shootings mm-hmm. in our area. So they will come to us and they feel very secure. And it's almost like getting into our schools because somebody's not going to come in when you have a gun. Right. And they're going to be afraid. And it doesn't matter. We don't want it to be shown because I've, I have, I have a handgun now. <laughs> well, right. And, and look, knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge is power. Look, we're, we're in studio with founder of Diva Wow, Women Outdoors Worldwide, Judy Rhodes. Thank, first of all, thank you for stopping by. You're, you're a joy. Fantastic. I mean, more people. I haven't seen any questions. If, you, if you're on the Facebook page, the Conservative Cartel or the Liberty Eagle, we're running out of time. If you want to ask Judy a question, we will get to it. But... Uh, Another you know, story. Okay. Matt, I've got oh, one go before yep, before go she before she gets to the next one. There was one. Uh, oh, okay. uh, someone was asking out, or they would love to see something like Diva Wow in California. Are you guys going to franchise? Do you guys go to California and do events? We're in all 50 states. Okay. And then 19 foreign countries. I do a lot of hunting. Worldwide. Uh, just, absolutely, that's where we are. I mean, you know, Man. we just didn't limit ourselves to Texas because of my accent. <laughs> <laughs> do they look at you funny? Do you go out to these other states? You're going to Alabama, of course. Yes. Do you go to California and you go out there and do this stuff? Do they look at you kind of funny? Well, I, I do blacktail deer hunting in California. Oh, do you? Yeah, just okay. uh, north of Sacramento around the Chico area. Yeah. And then last year I took the biggest one and I brought it to the Texas Trophy Hunters and I won the largest of the deer competition. Look at you. How does blacktail deer taste? Good? Uh, if you're in California, it tastes really delicious. Yeah. But our whitetail here and then oh, being a cattle rancher's yeah, daughter, it's, it's a little you. more wangy to me. Wangy? Yeah, wangy. You said wangy. What does that mean? What does wangy mean? <laughs> for those, oh, those, those of us who aren't from Texas. Is that, Southern, those who for, are, is that Southern for gamey? <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, there it is. Well, it, it has just a, a little bit of a, a wild taste right, to it. Right, right. So that's where your wine comes in. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you what, I have a buddy of mine who he marinates his back straps in Southern Comfort, molasses, brown sugar, and just a little bit of vinegar. Does he eat the meat? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just listening to that because you know what? The best thing that I've learned and I do over the years is uh, black coffee. That like is black rifle coffee, by black God. Black rifle coffee. Make sure you're on the microphone. Okay. Ron's, Ron's oh. giving me the signs so, here. So but... you can hear black rifle coffee. Black rifle coffee. Yeah. Say it out loud because they pay, they paid a lot of money to be on this thing. There you go. So, no, <laughs> I, I mean, say coffee. It three times or just Well, look, once. it's funny because we run ads during our show where they rub black, they rub the black rifle coffee on the bacon, on the meat. So yes. that, that brings out the flavor then. Well, I mean, it tenderizes it too. It's wonderful. I use that on a lot of my ducks and geese and things like that. Yeah. And it really just softens the taste. Keeps it from being wangy. Yeah, you know how I like my duck? Wrapped in bacon. Well, I bet you, you like, like everything. everything I like bacon. everything wrapped in bacon. But my buddy duck hunts, and he wraps his duck in bacon. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got a, I've got a question. Uh, since Judy, you do a lot of hunting. It sounds like you hunt everywhere, California, even which a lot of people probably don't realize there's hunting in California. But that being said, where because you're talking about going to Africa, you've been 24 times. Yes. Where is your favorite place to go hunt? Well, a lot of people ask me that, and it's usually the next place I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going next? 
Um, well, I'm gonna. I'm working on doing mountain line, and I was so shocked that a little kid that was on his way to a basketball game last night mm-hmm. or the night before he hit a 200 pound one on the other side of Weatherford. That's probably had one. my name on it. Yeah, so he hit it with a car. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. oh Band cars. Got any car I control? Know, the car know. control. Two hundred pounds. Yes, that's a big sucker. I know. So I'll be going to Oregon, and I want to. So where in Oregon country. would you hunt mountain lions? Just or? north of Portland. Just north of Portland. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So what's the what's the what's the best thing you've ever hunted for? What what's been your most favorite animal to hunt? Well, probably was my uh, Cape buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, yes. Where, where at? It was really big in South Africa. It's in the Lapopo area, just north, just uh, south of Botswana. Wow! And it took me eight days to do that. And then when I got out, the grass was probably just below my eyes. And then wow. I had wow. there's there's a book that says perfect shot, so you know exactly how to shoot it and the right. anatomy of the animal. I have you know, and I use that because right. you want to have a clean shot. Sure you do. And then a one shot kill, so I can that, say that's right. Humane. Yes. That's right. Yes. And that's hunters. I think that's what people don't understand. I, I'm a hunter. You're a hunter. I, I, Chris has probably hunted at some point in his life. Oh, yeah. You want to make sure when you take that shot that it's a good shot and that animal doesn't have to suffer any more than exactly, than exactly necessary for your good shot. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're eating that animal. You're, you're using all of it you can. I mean, you, you want to make sure, you know, you're doing stuff with that, and, and you want to be good to the environment, the ecosystem. Absolutely. Because they, they overpopulate, and if they overpopulate, they die, they starve, all that stuff. Well, Judy, I hate to say this, we're out of time. Oh, so no. I got about 60. I wanted to talk about the Apache Indians. Well, you'll have to come gonna... back. Okay. That, we'll, we'll tease that. We'll leave okay. the Apache Indians for the next time you come Wait, back. Wait, are you so talking look. about Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, again. <laughs> I mean, you know how she is. Gosh. Where can they find you? How do they get in touch with you? Tell us about Diva Wow. Okay. Diva Wow. Diva wow.org and on the internet or you can come to our facebook page and join mm-hmm. and listen to a lot of our stories and sign up for our newsletter and just get more information on how you can be involved with women and quickly tell us about that thing going on in dallas again real okay. quick it's saturday march the 24th mm-hmm. at m fort shooting park and it's from eight to four and but we want you to sign up because we always sell out where can they sign up at the, the website on our, yes on okay. our website go to the website look judy you're a, you're a cartel member, honorary cartel member. You you can come back anytime. You know where we're at now. We'll leave the door open for you. You're always welcome, Chris. Any finishing words here? We got about forty seconds. No, I guess uh, your suggestion for for the women if they want to get involved to go to divawild.org and and I guess you encourage women to get their license to carry and protect themselves just oh, like the rest of us. Absolutely. Yes, and look. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Women need this. I mean, they do. Just as much as men do or anything else, this knowledge is power. Well, and, you know, our uh, our organization is 501c3, so I don't make a salary from this. Yeah. And I do it because I don't want to lose another generation. There you go. Judy Rhodes, founder, Diva Wow. Go to divawow.org. Thank you for being in studio. Look, don't go anywhere. We've got one segment left. Chris and I, who knows what the mystery segment's going to be. You're going to want to listen to it. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline will be back open, 888-900-3393. Don't go anywhere. we got one more segment, one more, and then you can start your weekend. We'll be right back. Stick around. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Block and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network.
the conservative cartel. Now, here's Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Oh, man, what a great time. If you missed that interview with Diva Wow, Women Outdoors Worldwide founder Judy Rhodes, you're going to want to go back. You can find it on the conservativecartel.com, the Facebook page. Uh, you know, we're, we, you can take us on the go, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeart, uh, tune in, all that stuff. Welcome back to the final segment of the conservative cartel along with chris x i'm matt Locke. we are live from the nine line apparel studios uh if you want to be part of the program still got one segment the black rifle coffee hotline is open triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three what a great interview chris and i mean in an empowering women she was a blast it was judy rhodes the website is divawow.org and she mentioned it was a non-profit which is a great thing uh helping out women and, and we touched on a few things they've got events coming up you can follow them at divawow.org but you're right man she was a blast first of all talk about a hoot this woman is hunted all over the world yeah. she's done a lot teaching women how to use guns and I, you know i threw a couple of things in as though they were jokes but the reality is <laughs> we always the left is always talking about empowering women what a better way to empower a woman than to show her how to use a firearm that will keep every predator that includes men or something like a 200 pound cougar or a hog right. from ever harming her what a concept huh i, I love it and look i we, we were talking with judy during the break she's gonna she's here in dallas so she's gonna be a a frequent flyer of the program and look we love the fact you know women out there it's okay. It's okay to be familiar with firearms. It's okay to be empowered. It's okay to know what you're doing. And like she said, it's too late when you got a gun in your face. Yeah. It's too late. And, and look, I love my wife. I mean, women are very important to society and they need to know what's going on. And, and God bless her 20 years of helping women become empowered with firearms. And they do it all and they train you dogs, firearms, the whole deal. It's fantastic. So check her out, Judy Rhodes. She's the founder, divawow.org. And you'll be able to find a link on our website as well, the conservative cartel to that so we're going to link up with her and um we made her an honorary honorary member of the cartel but chris we got one segment left yeah you know before we get into this we'll, we'll go to the phones in just a second but it is funny because we always see hollywood and those on the left talking about empowering women we see all these women that are now hashtagging me too okay they're all hashtag me too in hollywood all of the victimization and all the stuff that, that's that's happened and I'm, i made this statement on a previous show you think harvey weinstein might have kept those big fat hairy paws off women had they had a gun and stuck one in his face and said hey keep to yourself jerkwad oh they wouldn't have stuck it in his face they just pulled it out and shot his dumb butt well the, but but the point is, women, you want true empowerment? Yep. What a great way. There's a reason why people invented guns, okay? That's right. They're, they're not just to kill people. They're for one, so you can feed your family. Yep. Two is you can protect yourself from not only the government, but enemies, foreign and domestic. We've seen stories about these wildlife going. When you live in places like Texas and rural areas, sometimes you got to protect your horses from these big 200-pound cougars. Yep. Sometimes you got to protect your children. There was a story where a 12-year-old boy went and shot a cougar following his little bro his little sister i think coming home from school yep. because he saw her being stalked by a cougar and but they lived on a ranch and yep. he shot it and killed it otherwise he may have lost his sister that's right so like i said you want to talk about empowerment that's the one thing all those lefties refuse to do <laughs> L let's go to the phones sure. uh we've got christina on the line out in fresno california uh christina thank you so much for calling welcome to the conservative cartel Hello. You know, I wanted to say the um, if we're going to let those Tide Pod eating students shape our gun policy, I want Kate Steinle's dad to shape our immigration policy. Oh, oh. Amen. 
Yeah, you know what? That's a great point. Talk about empowerment. If we're going to have to let, like I said, these, you know, this, this this one kid, which I get it, everybody's opinion is valid, but the reality is if we're going to go, we're going to listen to these kids, these 18-year-old kids, let's listen to the parents that have lost loved ones to illegal immigrants. Let's listen to those who have been protected by firearms. What a concept, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, and I doubt that those kids were caught taught the Constitution in school, so they, they don't they have no no regard for the Second Amendment. Probably can't even recite it. They're just off a raw emotion, and their you know their puppets are the, uh, the 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 left. You know they're they're shaping the debate through the students. Christina, thank you for the call. You nailed it, and you're wow. right. They're getting talking points. They're being told what to say. They're, they've been coached their entire life. And when I say coached, I mean indoctrined by these lefties. These leftists, they don't care about the Second Amendment. Nope. They care about pushing their ideology, and what a great way. Let's use children that have been victimized and then make them the, the pawns, the tools of the left. You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, and I hate to say this because I believe the children are our future, as, as are women. <laughs> You know, Wasn't that I, a song? I think it was a song. <laughs> so, but I do believe the children are our future, and they they understand it too. That's why they use them as pawns to push their narrative, their ideology. And it's it's sad, it's dangerous. But yeah. you know what? We need to be prepared to hit back. And I agree with hundred percent of what she said. If we're going to listen to them, we need to listen to Kate Steinley's yep. father and the other thousands of people on illegal immigration that have had loved ones murdered by illegal immigrants. How come they're being ignored by everyone except the Remembrance Project? And then Maria Espinosa. Very informed. And a great call. Thank you, Christina. And, and from California. I mean, trifecta right there. I mean, there Man. are there are good conservatives in California. And God bless you because it's an uphill battle out there in the land of the fruits and the nuts. But, Chris, I want to finish the program with an article here just real quickly. And we may get into this in our, in our weekday shows. And you can go to conservativecartel.com and find out where we start our syndication Monday. So Monday. please head over to conservativecartel.com, find out where the show's at, where you can watch it, all that good stuff. We will be in 21 markets across the country. We're completely excited. But uh, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunez, Republican from California, by the way, is asking Attorney General Jeff Sessions whether the Justice Department is doing anything to what appears to be a clear violation of FBI protocols. Now, in a letter that he sent on Thursday, he laid out the protocols that the FBI agents appear to have violated in using the Steele dossier to obtain a surveillance warrant on a Trump campaign member under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Now, he cited FBI guidelines that officials must follow when requesting these warrants, including that, quote, only document and verified information may be used to support an FBI application or a FISA to that court. You know, it's interesting because he goes on in the article to talk about uh, the, the former and current Department of Justice and FBI leadership that have confirmed to the committee that unverified information from that Steele dossier, that garbage dossier, was an essential part of getting those FISA applications related to Carter Page, which we're now learning th these very well may have been illegal wiretaps, FISA warrants. Yeah, it's, this is an interesting story to me. Because you and I talk about this quite frequently, and we know that the IG report's coming out, the Inspector General. We know that it's coming out anytime now, anytime. We, we've got some investigations going on, and, and we keep asking ourselves, where's Jeff Sessions? Where, where, where's Jeff Sessions? What, what's going on with Jeff Sessions? Now, Chris, you and I both know that this is a very intricate and very 
complicated investigation going on with all of the illegality that was happening on the left. Yeah, it's going to take time to put this case together. And we're seeing that. Yeah, this stuff, just a normal situation where you're looking for people breaking the law and doing things or uh, maybe breaking the law. It's it's very difficult in the wheels process and the wheels of justice move slowly. Now roll into the government aspect of it, where now we're in a position where people are having to police themselves. And we've got the transition. We saw the how look how how crazy this transition was from the Obama administration to the Trump administration when when Barack Obama said we want to make this as seamless and good and we've learned it's been anything but. No. There have been people actively working and this is one of those issues related to try to bring down the next guy. Yeah. This this is that uh, banana court republic if you want to to really go into it. So absolutely it's slow and, and to answer your question on sessions, you know he recused himself early on with the you Rust know. investigation. But the reality is, we know he's being part of this. He's in the background. He's right. working. He's looking into this. And now they're starting to look into the legality of these FISA warrants where they spied on a candidate right. running for president yep. and, and, and very well may have tried to take this guy out after he was elected. Well, and Chris, we knew Dangerous these were times. coming. We, yeah. we knew this was coming. It's not a surprise because the FISA memo came out by the Republicans. The rebuttal came yeah. out from the Democrats. And then, of course, Nunez says, look, this is just phase one. This is just just phase one. We got phase two. We got phase three. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going after. The Secretary of State, the FISA, FBI, the DOJ. It's all going to come out, and it's going to take time, and it's so elaborate. It's so huge, and it's so convoluted. Huge. That's that's what's going on. And I think Trump, in a way, just to hit on this real quick, because we're out of time. Yeah, we're done. Trump has been flogging sessions a little bit. I think it's just let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Get that racehorse to the finish line. Let's get that thoroughbred across the finish line, and let's get justice to where justice is due. There you go. Man, there it is. Look, we're out of time. That's it for the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. Look, go to theconservativecartel.com. We are syndicated, started Monday. You're not want to go. You're not going to want to miss that. You'll find all of our affiliates, the Times, and everything else. We appreciate you being here, Judy Rhodes, Adam Carrington. Great show, unbelievable. But the Conservative Cartel, Chris X, Matt Locke, for now, is out. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.